0: You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network.
1: Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. <laughs> Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet.
2: <laughs> They're like, at, no, at first he's like very making wedges like, oh no no no, 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 not this, not this
3: pussy motherfucker over here. Do an employee evaluation. So what'd you do uh, before you came in the end? I used to shoot fucking sentient beings with my blaster. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's basically Tokyo Rose of the fucking trailer park.
2: <laughs> man, I got this motherfucking T-16 oh, right Bob here, Solo man. was
3: getting it, man. He was running <laughs> that motherfucker hard. something good for
4: you. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting beside me as always is the one and only Cap Nunn. What's up, y'all? And convenient guest, executive producer, the couch potato himself, and the co-host of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult podcast, Chris Morrison. There's so much more. <laughs> Dude, so much more coming
2: i i od'd on like the entire series on my way back from nashville a couple of weeks
4: ago yeah. i love it oh good yeah we, we've not done an episode since we teased it since then though it's actually gotten a really big response like a lot more listeners than i was like expecting for like the first week or two of it being out so you guys are killing it good job I like, oh yeah we can stacking it episodes on episodes man oh yeah I like the consp- I'm
2: in the middle of the uh, JFK one right now. We all know what happened.
4: Yes. <laughs> we all know what happened. Well, it's an interesting show because Jackie uh, did it. <laughs> because uh, Cap and I mentioned this uh, at one point, is you know we were kind of curious, as like how close slash separated was it going to be from like a last podcast on the left kind of thing. But you guys mm-hmm. really go about it in a different way, and it really does make yeah. it unique. So like like, uh, like when I was going into
3: it, I just wanted to put out there like, hey, these are the facts. And it's like, let's just riff on every conspiracy on top of it. And then we do it about the, you know, on the cult part of it. It's, it's just, hey, man, these guys are fucking awful but here's the stupid shit that happened on the way. Yeah. Right. And then it's the cryptid itself is always fun because they're not fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> cult- it's all make-believe. It's all make-believe. Cults
2: are always fascinating to me because you got to think about the times and how people's uh, minds were malleable in various ways mm-hmm. because of everything going on around them, which is why mm-hmm. I'm always like fascinated by 60s culture yeah. because and so much happened in like, that time period.
3: And I like going, trying to go back into not just you know, United States <coughs> cults because right now, the biggest one right now is the Moonies out of uh, Japan, Korea. But... Trying to not just do all one thing, try to keep it. You know, you got the cryptids, you got your cults, you got your conspiracies. Hey, if you don't like this episode, check out the next one where we talk link KFC to Korea.
4: I was gonna say right now you have a lot of conspiracy episodes. Yes, yeah, because
3: yeah, they're easy to talk about because it's all bullshit. <laughs> Are there any on uh, Queen Elizabeth that have come out lately? Oh, not yet. Uh, I've uh, I've heard quite a few conspiracies before this came out. Uh, before we even started the show it was uh, um, her husband charles uh, not charles but uh philip was a nazi uh yeah which kind of leans into like her grandson kind of having some weird white supremacy kind of thing going on and then you have the uh the princess diana conspiracy oh, that's always on it, uh, too yeah but like our next like we'll be delving in a little bit more cults because of the halloween season right. coming up uh charles manson uh the finders of lost children cult which is probably which might be a two-parter because it's kind of a vast conspiracy uh, but Charles Manson's going to be fun to talk about this five foot tall mental midget and his fucking cult of conspiracy
4: dude's
3: a, a fucking loser I have a my, there's a conspiracy behind the cult I think Tex Watson was the guy that was leading the whole fucking thing <laughs> he, Spoil your episode I don't <laughs> a, oh there's so much more there's, there's <laughs> one that involves the police there's one that involves the FBI <laughs> you're like trust me I'm not spoiling anything I just gave you a, a drop of the pail man <laughs> just like a drop of gas on the fire man we got, we got a gallon left
2: I'll <laughs> <laughs> Love, and that's another thing about cults. You see, the, you hear stories about all these cult leaders and all the figures behind them, and then you see the photos, and yeah. you're like, "This fucking guy!" Yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, trying to get you know a rotating third is always fun because uh, you know Cap. Coming up on another episode. Uh, him and Mikey, we guest stars on those episodes.
4: I've, I finally guested on an episode on yeah. the Halloween episodes. Yes.
3: Yeah. Uh, so it's add, we're add, that, that's stacking. <laughs> like, yeah. like, if we just take a month break, we still have enough well, the, episodes. actually,
4: the thing is, is Couch Potatoes is the one that's the most stacked right now. Yeah. Like, we have the most episodes queued up yeah. on that one. Yeah, that's just
2: always and coming plus, out. We got blood. kaiju yeah, content got,
3: coming out. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm ready to get that one back going just mm-hmm. because we've did the whole Godzilla.
4: Well, then we can kick off October with y'all's kaiju episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Kind of kick off the season with that one. Yep. I just got to quit stacking bands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I just figured you'd do a little bit of housekeeping at the very beginning. Make sure folks are well aware of the new show. And if you like all that shit, it's definitely really fun.
3: And shout out to anybody in the Discord who wants to come on. I'm,
4: I'm... I'm down for hearing somebody's bullshit. Absolutely, and we've actually been getting a couple new members in the Discord recently. So if you're listening to this and you want to chat with us, hang out, share memes and conspiracies and kiss nerd <laughs> oh, shit, uh, anything you like. On top of that, I got, I the got, the got a five new subscribers. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> Look for, at you yeah. for the uh, couch potatoes last night. Hell
2: yeah! That's what you do. You just kind of be like, "Oh yeah, this is my podcast," and you just like uh, have them like a uh, like subscribe for uh-huh, them. Like uh-huh. you take their phone and you press the buttons
4: for them. Exactly. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Because that's... It's because... They may not see the Instagram, they may not see the Facebook, but they'll get the notification from mm-hmm. their app. I'm surprised we're not seeing a lot of activity in,
2: like, uh, you know, there's like football talk because football season and swing, but we're not. Oh, seeing y'all want to do a
3: sports ones? That's a, that's
2: a whole different game. See, sports uh, podcasts are are weird because you got to be like
3: current, like you got to. It's almost like yeah, a daily gotta thing. That's got to be like a live you know? stream yeah, and yeah, then I got to know, know the fucking wide mm-hmm. receivers for app, you know, Alabama, Appalachian State apparently now because they're doing fucking good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like I don't give a shit about these people. Yeah, college sports is just like as you get older. College sports
2: is kind of weird, especially when you know how that sausage is made financially with NCAA and all that yeah. too. Well, right.
3: I was talking to somebody um, recently. Uh, I said, you know, because NFL has adopted DraftKings, yeah, official, official which is gambling, crazy, official gambling, <laughs> which has kind of been out of sports for a very long time for yeah. reasons. Joey but Joey Diaz is their spokesman. Uh, yeah, Joey Diaz, <laughs> <fucking> hey, <yes. laughs> hey, how would you put five bucks on the Philly? Look. <laughs> Say yeah, you'll pay your fucking money,
2: you cocksucker.
3: <laughs> but like DraftKings is doing a, a kind of a promotion now. It's like if they score, if they you know are ahead by seven at any point, you win. I'm just like that's that's ballsy shit when it comes to gambling. Yeah, but uh, not just that. They're acknowledging gambling as part of the NFL now. And I'm just like, how long does it take for somebody to say to the head of the NCAA and like, hey, you guys want to be a part of DraftKings? And it's like. <laughs> I, you're not even paying players. You know what's going to happen if you induce gambling into that? that yeah. Be like, hey, Jimmy from Texas, uh, you play for Texas A You're doing good. How about you just uh, miss, a, miss a few fucking passes? Because <laughs> I, <imagine. laughs> I guarantee you there's more gambling going on with college sports. Of course. There's more games. There's more games. But there's
2: also like the the, the spreads are so ridiculous, yeah. too, because it's all and the football. Is and the rules very are very fucking, fucking high score. And the rules are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised yeah. there's no. There hasn't been much talking. The so there's some wrestling fans in the Discord. But I'm surprised nobody's talking about the uh, the CM Punk drama that's going on with uh, AEW in the What's in going the on chats. With him, CM Punk's had a reputation of kind of like uh, doing shoot. Promos where he's just kind of like tongue-in-cheek talking shit about everybody backstage. Like yeah. yeah, like being a heel, but like actually being like, hey, piece of shit. this is bullshit. You know, Vince McMahon is in Triple H. When he was in WWE, he would talk shit about Vince and Triple H. So is he talking shit in
4: a way that breaks kayfabe? There, that's, it, there's a
2: line to it, to where like uh, they did a press conference uh, a couple weeks ago uh, after a pay-per-view event where he's um uh, doing a media scrum they call it a media scrum where it's cm punk and the uh, tony khan the uh guy that owns aew they're taking questions about this that and the other and uh cm punk's just kind of venting in front of his boss about yeah. how he's hating his work situation and just kind of like just burying the executive vice president uh presidents yeah. who are wrestlers yeah it's like kenny omega uh, and, uh, if i
3: remember didn't cm punk try to go like legitimate in like UFC and this yeah. guy's ass kicked a lot. Yeah, he got his ass kicked too. Yeah, so. <laughs> like he's like, that's kind of funny because you get like actual athletes that do, you know, wrestling, but right. uh, wrestling. Not, not wrestling, 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 <laughs> and then they come up to the like UFC some fucking trailer park kick who focused like a uh, bad uh, patty the baddie or whatever is they the fucking irishman who's just, just kicking the shit out of everybody and just like this skinny trailer park fuck's kicking the fuck out of you like and you're a first a wrestler and <laughs> yeah. uh, you're an athlete and it's just i'm kicking his ass and this guy's like having drinking, chugging guinness and beating you in the head <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but seeing pucks like doing like uh he's talking about them like they're he says in uh and i quote fucking children about these executive vice presidents to where like afterwards allegedly They get in a fight in a locker room and somebody like... You know, tries to hit him with a fucking you know uh, chair or something like that. You know, just out of spite and shit like that. Now everybody's suspended, and there's here's a conspiracy with wrestling. Everybody always has
4: to wonder if it's a work or not, too. Mm-hmm. Because it. that's why I was that's why I was asking if his shit talking broke kayfabe or not. Because I'm sitting here going, I'm like, it just might be a new version of a work. I, <laughs> McMahon may be like, yo, shit talk me. I don't care. Vince McMahon is nowhere to be found these days. <laughs> but like
3: you know, like it sounds like it sounds like a prelim meeting at work where the boss hasn't shown up yet yeah and everybody's just like Man, they fucking left peanuts out the goddamn vending machine this fucking fucking company could kiss my ass <laughs> but that's,
2: that's the thing about wrestling it's always a mystery it's like yeah. it's kind of like the the bret hart thing with the montreal screw job everybody yeah. some folks still believe that was a, a work and staged mm-hmm. even though that's mm-hmm. like all happening you know in front of tv where like bret hart is literally spitting on vince mcmahon's face <laughs> yeah.
3: and it's kind of cool to see kind of that break too you know like like Stone Cold Steve Austin back when he was with when he was a duo yeah and they were heels and stuff like that and then he goes when, from when that. he had hair yeah when he had hair <laughs> and then he goes from that to you know Stone Cold Steve Austin John 316 smashing a beer on a fucking head <laughs> and it's just like that, that's that's a turn you know yeah. that's a work and like it's a reimagining this could be just a reimagining of CM Punk doing something else and he kind of always kind of uh, just kind of wore it became like an extension
2: of himself whenever he would perform anyway and that's kind of yeah. like the mystery of it all but he now, is like legit seeing suspended
3: so now with the change with the change of ownership have they changed have they announced any changes on how business is done like are they still going to be subcontractors are they not going to have insurance i don't know anything
2: about that triple h is uh, kind of taking the uh the vince mcmahon role these days yeah, along but, with stephanie
3: yeah i'm just like i'm just kind of curious how that because uh that was that was always the bad thing about wrestling was these guys never got paid well enough for amount the amount of work and traveling they were doing. Like I think mm-hmm. it was uh, what was it forty eight weeks a year? Yeah, and they're always like that. traveling across across the nation, across the world and stuff, doing fucking wrestling matches. And then they get hurt and they tape yourself up. You're going to fucking Dubai next week, motherfucker. Bye <laughs> bye. You, I mean,
4: you heading to Dubai? Yeah.
3: Like you need to be you need to be right. And yeah. like these guys talking about like CM Punk like shitting himself on fucking like thing because his his guts are just fucking destroyed from these wrestling things. Mm-hmm. But and, Tony Khan's
2: got like all the money in the world. You know, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and he kind of, you know, has,
3: you know, Oh, that's a, right. They're still a team. Y-
2: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh Tony Khan's like kind of like Ted Turner was with like WCW, just yeah. all the money in the world to pay everybody, you know, what they need for a
3: yearly salary you know. and stuff like that too. But yeah, going into sports real quick. Uh, Amazon has actually taken over Thursday Night Football. I saw that. Not it's not going to be on regular television anymore. It's going to be on Amazon really? Prime only. Thursday night was always a weird time slot Dude, monday for night thursday you... night fucking friday night you got high school then, then saturday you got fucking college and it's just it's overwhelming but it was like
2: nfl network would do thursday nights yeah before all this but yeah. now is the nfl network even a thing anymore i have no See, idea that's what i'm
3: thinking what happened is because uh, i was looking at paramount uh, i was sitting here one day flipping through paramount and paramount has a live tv option the problem is it's cbs all access and it's cbs all affiliates so whatever cbs i think it's afc games uh yes, AFC. AFC, dude. They have CBS Los Angeles. I can watch the fucking Chargers play. Mm-hmm. I can watch the Panthers play. I can watch any AFC game live without the NFL Network on Paramount. So is it, uh, the the Pe- peak is Peacock uh, the same way with all of the uh, I imagine NFC so, games because it's live television too. But you get Peacock. Last I checked, Peacock was actually part of your cable subscription. So if you actually pay for Spectrum, Peacock's free. Okay. Last I checked because it's just like yeah you know, that, that may have been a promotion maybe yeah. I can't recall because that's what they did that's what they did for the longest time is hey you want CBS Plus to log into your Spectrum account yeah. log into your ATT account and it's part of it Yeah, because it's part of their on demand delivery service now they're all fucking separated Yeah, and I'm just waiting for a reconsolidation again because my dad fucking hates it because <laughs> <laughs> he's like Thursday night and he's like where the fuck's the game I'm like I have Amazon Prime and a fire stick <laughs> on television you can watch it there and he's just like well, what's people who don't have Prime? I'm just saying, watching that fucking
2: game then. <laughs> like, and it's like the streaming, like we talk about this a lot on like all of our outlets, but like the streaming game just is uh, just constantly evolving. The more mm-hmm. we talk about it, you know, within like in the last couple of and years, still, it like, feels I, like-, I,
3: like. I will say this. I'll, I was going in and out watching it. There wasn't a lot of commercials. Like, like you would on regular television, you know how like after like the first or fifth de- uh, first or fourth down, you know, and it's like, hey, Jacksonville's got the ball, blah 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 blah. T- they took a timeout. And now it's time for a break because they used to do like uh, CBS does, TV
2: timeouts, yes, and stuff like that. So I wonder if that has changed with uh, Amazon. Amazon don't have commercials
3: except for beginning and end. So in between they, plays, they have, they, they, have a, they have a promotional thing, like kind of like uh, you know when you get out of church around twelve fifteen, they do a pregame show and they get off mm-hmm. at one. Same thing, they do a kickoff show. Hmm. That's it, I, but I didn't see any commercials really. Not a lot, none of that TV time I might shit. still
4: take like a little commentary break for yeah. if it gets simulcast. But yeah, so like
3: your, like your standard timeouts. what, 32 seconds or 30 seconds or something like that.
2: So they don't, they don't even have to worry about an advertising budget or anything like that. Yeah, it's that.
3: Amazon, everything's before <laughs> and after. That's true. <laughs> Amazon's, every, all, every ad you see on Amazon is before and after. And every ad you see is when you're shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what the fuck do they need it? They get they get $180 for me once a year. <laughs> and now
2: here's your starting lineup ro- uh, roster provided by Amazon. Here's yeah. your halftime
3: report provided by Amazon. <laughs> but, like, the NFL Network, I think, because the, uh, what is it, the Sunday ticket? Yeah. Remember how expensive that shit was? Mm-hmm. Dude, fuck that noise. We had that for one year. That was expensive as shit. Just Everybody to watch, got it, though. Just to watch fucking 16 goddamn games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like... It's kind of a good idea. And, and, you know, there's good pros and cons. And we talk about this on streaming. And it's just like, well, who's next?
2: What's. Well, football's ne- not going to go away. Well, like not soccer, soccer is
3: premium on goddamn Hulu mm-hmm. and uh, Amazon now. You can watch all kinds of fucking soccer and shit. Yeah. And then the Olympics are coming up this year, the Winter Olympics. So I that's feel like NBC. We just
2: had those. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we did last year
3: with the Summer Olympics because they had to postpone it. Oh, uh, okay. And Japan. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. I but don't know. Who, I don't know what the Winter Olympics are this year. I'm kind of sad that I don't know.
4: <laughs> well, this is actually even brings us something I've kind of talked about before, and this is actually a time that we could actually really dive into it, which is the death of network TV. Yeah, I never thought that was really going to happen because it's like, you know, we've talked about like different like couch potato episodes, either upcoming or previous. I don't know. Like I said, we've patched a whole bunch of those episodes, but. Um, you know it's it is just one of those things where you know I remember even going to school and kids would be talking about watching the show from the night before. And it's like that was something you remembered. Oh great, on Wednesday nights, we've got, you know, lost on ABC and we gotta watch it because mm-hmm. we know the next day people are gonna be talking about it. They talked about like, you know, recaps on like the morning news and stuff like that. Like, you know, Good Morning America, as they're like, you know, bumpering between segments. They're like, Oh, did you see the new episode of Lost last night? Oh my god. So it's like the shows had more of a communal effect where it's like you were part of something if you were watching it every night on the specific channel. It was like everyone was doing it at the same time.
3: Well, I think you can still have that with certain streaming services, not Netflix, but like um, Hulu, who do once a week airs.
4: That's why I was very specific with what I said yeah. the very last thing. The same time there is. It's like going to a concert. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone is witnessing the thing at one time. You're having a shared experience. Sure. If the uh, concert was recorded (laughs) on video Mm -hmm. and released the exact next day for everyone to see. Yeah. Everyone got to see it but everyone in that room had that shared experience of experiencing it at the exact same time which is kind of a pro on watching a movie with a whole bunch of people everyone's experiencing mm-hmm. the something possibly for the very first time well yeah we may get new episodes of episodes of she hulk every week you know we may get you know new episodes of the boys every week but you know Chris may watch it first thing in the morning, waking up with his cup of coffee, watching, you know, Homelander, you know, zap down a whole bunch of children.
2: Why would you do that?
4: (laughs) As as I may wait till how I spend my day is none of your goddamn
2: business.
4: (laughs) As where maybe I'll do that later in the day. Yeah. Yeah, we're both experiencing it at the same time on the same day, but it wasn't like. We both had to be sitting there at, say, eight o'clock. Well, it's the boys, 10 mm. o'clock yeah. on FX <laughs> to yeah. watch this show. Yeah. It is a little different. And I feel like that's a little bit of nerdy camaraderie mm. that's going to slowly kind of go away. I don't know, man. I think the,
2: the biggest show that's out there right now is Stranger Things, but now everybody talks about, you know, binging it. And you know, it's not get, uh, waiting a. I mean, for sure, there are you know examples like She Hulk and stuff like that. But for the most part, everybody's binging entire series and then talking about it afterwards with their friends.
3: Well, to kind of separate it, you have shows like Stranger Things on a on a basically let's say, let's just call it networks. The streaming services are networks. The new they networks. Are. Hulu is FX. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you have their their service, which is everything all at once hey sandman season two bam done here it is on a silver platter none of this waiting every thursday shit disney however took a different approach they wanted that experience that shared experience now you need to talk about like time wise yeah that could be an issue but going into let's say live events like a sporting event like they
2: got, as soon as they got nfl yeah. i was like it's over
3: <laughs> yeah and uh going into before hbo did their thing uh when it was just hbo and the next day you would get like hbo does timing which is kind of fucking cool at eight o'clock eastern standard time whatever new episode comes out comes out at eastern standard time eight o'clock game of thrones did this and uh what's really cool was at eight o'clock if you cut on hbo now or hbo go or whatever you had then it was available. Yep. And then you'd have like a communal experience because uh, you can go online and watch these uh, watch parties of people watching and just losing their shit. Like, Oh, yeah. There's um, a bar in Chicago where they did that. It was like a niche thing. Like, hey, every, every Sunday night the bar was open. People are fucking... Jam packed in this bar, watch the newest episode on TVs, and it's like some shit heels getting killed, and they're yeah. like, fuck yeah. And you're thinking you're watching like the the Steelers versus the Raiders or some yeah. shit. And it's just like, oh my God, he threw a pick six. No, he chopped that little kid's head off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and just that like, little kid and he deserved to die. And it's which the same, is And up. it's the same thing, you know, it's the same vibe, you know, uh, when those services do that. Like, everyone has a little different niche. If Disney does that, I think that would be cool if it was like time specific, like She Hulk, seven o'clock Thursdays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Starting Eastern Standard Time. But, uh, and. No, I think that would be cool because I, I feel like that's an important aspect to it, but a, a secondary aspect, and we kind of touched on this when we did our um, Cartoon Network Nickelodeon kid cartoon shows, which is growing up, much like with your game system, being like, mm-hmm. I'm a Nintendo kid, I'm a PlayStation kid, I'm an Xbox kid. There were Cartoon Network kids and Nickelodeon kids. Yeah. There were just certain channels you, as a kid, would just gravitate to because you liked their overall style.
2: Yeah, nobody was a CBS kid or an NBC
3: kid <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> Rich
4: motherfucker was a Disney kid. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And then you, had <laughs> the oh, look at this Channel motherfucker kid. whose parents spent an extra five bucks for the Disney Channel. You. Rich prick, (laughs) you and your gummy bears, and shit. yeah, this (laughs) motherfucker had name brand fucking Sour Patch Kids and shit. Not that shit
4: from the store, two dollars per bag. He he didn't have the uh, the hobo cereal that's just in a trash bag at the bottom of the Walmart shelf, yeah. (laughs) But like, but 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 that
3: evolved though, that evolved from the Nickelodeon Cartoon Network kids the same way the Sega and Nintendo kids did. They just merged it, so now you got kids who are more into Xbox, you got kids more into PlayStation, and then. Even the video games themselves have become stories, like movies. Oh, yeah. So when that movie drops, when that game drops, last perfect example, Last of Us 2, when that game dropped, so many people put so many fucking hours in that game and did reviews and talked about it. Even people I knew who had the game on opening night played that game for like a solid 10 hours, you know, came up started all responsibility, and didn't go to work. Yeah, they're like Grand Theft Auto. Shit but they're like just that. like it's a visceral experience, just like when you was watching Dragon Ball Z, and yeah. you're watching this dude power up for fucking forty minutes, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, next week he's going to still
4: power and up. He's still going to be like, ah, like, dude, take a fucking value. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I totally get that, and I think there's even the though times aren't th- changing. <laughs> oh yeah, the times are definitely changing, and I and I 100% see where you're coming from on that. A slight variation to that argument, which is the method of those kids becoming certain video game kids, Mm. that style hasn't changed and it's yet to change. It's just Nintendo pushing their IP, you know, Sony pushing theirs, Microsoft pushing theirs, same as, you know, Sega pushing theirs. Whoever seems the most interesting in the market, you know, and the kids want to buy the most of, great, you, you won the console war. Well, with TV and cartoons, a lot of that was just flipping through channels. Yep. And with me, sometimes it was my show finished and I would just like leave it on, even if I wasn't half interested in what it was. I may fuck off, go do something else, but I left the TV on. I might see a commercial for a show coming up that I haven't seen. You know, by that time that show passes over, something new that I haven't seen before may come on. And I'm just like, oh shit okay actually now that i've seen this in the background enough times i'm i'm kind of interested in this now you know so I'll, I'll actually give it a fair shot i wasn't interested before now but it kind of has me and now where do you see all these ads more often than not if, youtube yeah so it's like when if when i bring it back to kind of the death of television it's kind of also a death to send brand new Interesting shows, because now you have to pack so much promotion behind each new thing. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to give a high return, and the people cutting the checks know that. So they're not going to funnel a shit ton of money into all these new projects well, going into just it. for harder digital promotion, when before, they would just catch people flipping through the TV. Well, well, now, go, going into that, though,
3: flipping through the television, that's still a viable thing in streaming and youtube you, in, in particular you, listen well, youtube the most uh, yes but, that's but, the, but, the new tv all right so you had two tiers of television you had people had cable and you had people had antenna youtube is our antenna television yeah. yeah that's period period it's free yep anybody can watch it you can spend the six bucks a year or whatever it is month whatever it's for the ad, free ads but yeah. anyway it's still just antenna television mm-hmm. it is but now let's go to networks mm-hmm. um talk about channel surfing When you get on Netflix, and Netflix right now seems to be the only one that does it, other than Amazon, uh, limited, is when you go. What's a let's say you finish Dead to Me, you finish that series, you watch two seasons back to back, and now you're in a show hole where you're deprived yourself. It's kind of like finishing a book. You're like, why does nobody experience that with me? Yeah, like like (laughs) I just finished this fucking material, and it's just like I'm I'm down. I want to talk to someone about it. Yeah, I want to talk to somebody, but now now you start clicking that right button Mm -hmm. on that fucking clicker and now it's hey you land on this image which is the first lock which is your channel surf and what is it what happens at netflix when you click when you don't click on something but you just hover over it for like two seconds it starts playing it starts playing so that's your channel surfing right there just okay. for this, for that one platform, right? Now, okay. imagine if they did that with Disney. Imagine if they did that with HBO. I just hover over Westworld, and it opens up with a promo for the first fucking trailer, and then that's your advertising. That's your yep. hook. Can you imagine if you had that as a kid, and how much shit you could have dodged if you had just watched this one <laughs> fucking thing? It's like that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Click and just like okay, now I'm do show. But like going into like when I was a kid, like Tsunami. You know, we had the, after every episode, you had the guy talking about what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. And then they would show clips and stuff like that. Netflix does the same thing. And it's part of this weird psychological feeling to keep it the same. I, I, I read a thing about it online. Um, I think it was Wired when it talked about the psychology of, like, flipping through channels. And why we end up, I don't, it happens to me a lot where I'll just keep moving keep looking yeah and keep looking yep. because we grew up in the generation of channel surfing but now we're just doing that i've spent an hour doing that trying to find something interesting and i'm watching the trailer i'm channel surfing i'm channel surfing but i'm doing it on this one network and then i'm just like Ugh, i don't i looked at all the stuff coming new i looked at the suit that's about to leave Okay, fine. Let me just go to Hulu. Let me see what they got. Let me go to Disney. Let me go to Paramount, Apple TV, whatever the fuck. And you start doing that channel surfing, but now you're just doing it between streaming services. Mm -hmm. And now you can, like, going into Apple TV, they do the same thing. I know that. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Paramount, if you click on it, you can click the trailer. Granted, it's a little bit more steps, and their app sucks. Yeah. Paramount apps sucks. sucks (laughs) sucks <laughs> dude try to watch anything on you know, that motherfucker like uh, we were sitting here trying to uh, fast forward something and it just crashed yeah we go back and try to find it again crash and it's just like mother let's just pirate it let's just pirate it fuck it we'll pirate it let it give it five minutes I'll put, put my IP in fucking Europe <laughs> but that's the new like channel surfing yeah and I and I kind of like that you know because it gives me just a little bit of information going into it and what they're advertising too you know now, when you get on Netflix, it's a commercial at the beginning before yeah. it even starts, and mm-hmm. it's a promo. And they're doing promos within, which is yeah. awesome. They're not Netflix gonna show based content. And stuff. They're not going to show Disney
4: shit on fucking no. Netflix.
3: But like, even well, you, Disney does
4: that. Well, you brought up an interesting point though, which was the just clicking that right button, clicking mm-hmm. it, and clicking it. It's and no clicking different than clicking channel up and down. It isn't. But if we're talking about those short little trailers being the promotion spots. Then you have to think about the person that's just mindlessly scrolling. Whereas before with your Toonami example, Mm. as the show was finishing up, before you had even a chance to click that button, you had your guy on the screen telling you about the next thing, kind of hyping you up for it because, of course, he's not going to shit talk the next show. So he's already trying to sell it to you. Yeah, Netflix does the same
3: thing. Not during your search, though. When the credits roll after you watch something, it's already showing you an advertisement for something else. That's no different than what happened in Toonami. That's no different because once the credits start rolling on Dragon Ball Z, hey, Gundam Wing's coming on, motherfucker. Guess what? He's talking about it. But in the corner, that credit's still rolling. Yeah. So like they still have they do still do the stupid obligation okay. of showing the credits, but, <laughs> but it's it's really it's really precise of what Netflix is doing. No yeah. one else is doing. I don't know if it's like a propri- propriety thing that they're doing. Well, they
4: probably put a little bit more social science behind it. Yeah, but like got
3: a bigger team. But like and you got Amazon who does something very similar where you hover over something. But the cool thing about Amazon is it's it's a distribution company too. So like I can get HBO through Amazon. and Get Showtime, Stars. Uh, Drop out whatever the fuck I can, I can get it through my Amazon account, Mm -hmm. which is kind of more of a consolidated method, but it still beats fucking signing up on different websites. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like they still do that. They still do the inner, you know, the inner advertisement in there at the end of like it's everyone when it comes to the in credit part. Everyone does it. Uh, The Hulk does it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sea Hulk, whatever. Uh, Credits roll. Once it gets past the the end credit scene yeah, yeah. and the regular credits start playing, it's already minimized by itself, and it's showing me something else, like the advertisement for the Eternals, or, or something like, else hey, I've seen a thousand times,
2: or like uh, like HBO, or it'll be, it won't even give you a chance to think about it. It's like, here's the next episode in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Yeah, and you're like, like, well, like,
3: I guess I'm watching this. Hey, next sorry, episode Adriana now. died, but here's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking going into that real quick. The She-Hulk Soprano thing that was fucking surreal as shit. <laughs> We're so, are
4: we are we gonna do a She-Hulk? Yeah. Review episode. I
3: gotta finish it first. <laughs> okay. They reference the Sopranos, and I'm just like, no, we're doing a Sopranos themed, couch potatoes. It's, like, <laughs> it. mm-hmm. it's I'm just on uh, season six now, and yeah. Oh, you're on season six now. Yeah, oh, so you're about done. Just
2: about part one. Oh, part one sucks. Yeah. Part it's a slow one. build. It is. It really is. The dream sequence and all that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're stay tuned to stay the tuned. For that one. One. Yeah. We'll why stay does t- there, why did every TV show have to have like a dream sequence in like the that late nineties, like, early two thousands?
3: So like, there's the Tony Soprano one. We'll get into it on the yeah. series.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk about the real gangsters of Vice City in San Andreas. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> G- Sam <laughs> Jackson and S-
4: fucking <laughs> <laughs> not Ice Cube. Officer Tinpenny. Yes. <laughs> Well, another reason for us batching a whole bunch of episodes is uh, we've definitely been busy on the back end. Cap's been running around making some rock and roll, doing some shit.
2: Yeah, I joined uh, Self Made Monsters recently. I've uh, say last night I've been, uh, been I've played with a group uh, with uh, called Pyre. We're, the thing about this group is like we're always like coming up with like trying to figure I was out new say, names. There, it's,
4: it's, there are so many times when you're just sitting with me and it's just ping. It's like oh new band name. You're like yep. Yeah.
2: It's like we had dinner with... It's uh, Brad Mullins and John Marlowe who played in a group together called Drat and Tiki who I've played in Grave Rollers and this, that, and the other uh, for a couple years now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's for fun. Brad lives in Raleigh and uh, he can put together a hell of a song. And this is like the third show we've done. We played last night over at Skylark, but anytime we get together and uh, go out to dinner or something like that, it's like, what about... Reach Around Rodeo Clowns. What about the <laughs> Allen Jackson 5? Just dumb shit band names.
4: The Allen Jackson 5? Yes.
2: Peggy Hill and the Platters? Yes. That's pretty good. You no, know, like, John Marlowe said Reach Around Rodeo Clowns, and so we're like, that's fucking awesome. And then half the, the game is, like, going on Spotify to see if the names exist. And sure enough, there's a fucking rockabilly band called Reach Around Rodeo Clowns. And what do they sound like? Fucking rockabilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like a low hoot, 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 uh-huh. with like a distorted fucking up a distorted fucking upright bass and shit you know
4: <laughs> oh my god that's a great band name though I love that nah. it's like the Flying Burrito Brothers I
2: love that name too <laughs> but no it's like that and uh, who else uh, I'm playing with the uh, I'm the backup guitar player for Jason Moss and the Hosses these days, playing a honky talk set with them. And you're going to be doing a little mini tour. Yeah. I got asked to perform with the Cheats for a run in October. Hell yeah. We're, doing, uh, we're playing Asheville, uh, Piedmont, South Carolina, and Star Bar in Atlanta. Yeah. And that I kind of want to like get into that a little bit, too, because Star Bar is like one of my favorite venues Like. I, I might at, visited just across the board. I
4: might have known how to lead into that conversation, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, we got a uh, recent news that Star Bar seems to be falling victim of something that we know all too well here in Charlotte, um, gentrification. Yeah, I think that's just across the board too. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything is 100% official. Like it still has to go through a little bit more like voting and you know uh, paperwork and Congress shit. Yeah, they just or just to get rid of it. Well, they're gonna. So you, you've been Have you been to a, a star bar? I have not Okay. So no, like if, uh, with us or you know one of the other bands you were friends with uh, had ever taken you there. Star Bar's kind of like the milestone,
2: but like if it was the, if the milestone was in downtown Charlotte, yeah, and an art in a more artsy district.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. So uh, imagine like North Davidson, Noda area, and around the corner here Plaza Midwood, but you know actual shops and music yeah. venues and you know art outside and you know cool. Actual- Can't have that shit. Mm-mm. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Not,
3: not, hey guys, let's get some white paint. Crack. This place up a little bit, yeah, basically for real. <laughs> why is there no hedge bushes and no yards? I don't and see why are there uh, only
4: <laughs> certain
3: people walking the street. I
2: don't see uh, any live, laugh, love signs yeah. anywhere. That's got to change. No, I got to get rid of that.
4: <laughs> but you know, with Charlotte, you know, they, they of course like tearing down all the the fun art things and building up the big white walled brick stuff. You Can know, so in yeah, there was a, there was a uh, someone had did a mural of
3: Muhammad Ali right after he died. Nope. Can't Damn. have that. There's really? one of Prince still there. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Granted, the one of Prince is in full color, so that'd be a bitch to
4: erase. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, historic uh, venue been there since, like, what? The. Oh, uh, man. Good question. I, I me think because one, one of the photos you shared had the established photo uh, date in it. Yeah. Let me find that real quick. But yeah, no. A venue has been just there for a real long time. Probably nin- one of the cooler ones nin- in nin- town.
2: 1991. I saw, yeah. I saw something where, like, uh, the drive-by truckers. Famous, rural famous uh, touring band out yeah. of Atlanta Got their start playing at Star Bar And first time we ever played in Atlanta Was at Star Bar yep. And the first time I ever saw Like a quote unquote local show Even though it was like, you know Headlined by a nationally touring band It was the Biters But they're an Atlanta band They were an Atlanta band And uh, that was Definitely got their Star Star start at Star Bar too Yeah, and that was well, All uh, the tux bands And that's just kind of one of those uh, Homegrown rock and roll punk rock clubs That's, you know We don't have, you know Guys my age Especially in the South, don't really have a CBGB's
4: or like a historic punk rock club. We have the milestone. That's kind of yeah, like on And this outside. is in no way, you know, taken away from there because no, you know, not we at all. We, we had those exact same thoughts when it felt like the milestone was about to go away. It's like, motherfuck. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the last few good venues in town. It's and, like, they,
3: and they've gentrified that area quite a bit.
4: Yeah. yeah but, but Freedom Drive
3: and Tucker CG Avenue
4: ain't Freedom Drive. I remember when we were going over there to see who were you going out there to see recently? Uh, Mikey's band. Yeah, that's what it was. I went out that way, and, and both of us were just like, wow. And, um, you can drive through it now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul's band. Yeah, that's what it was—the uh, the Sunday boxing farewell show. Yeah, we were heading our way out to that, and it was just like, oh wow, wow, no so
3: wonder they were trying of, to. Not a lot of trees out here. Not a lot of dark areas. No, like, a lot, everything's lit up. Like, yeah, a lot of yeah, lights and shit. There's yeah, those, like, they they've replaced they replaced
4: all the street lamps and and the signs got. You don't replaced. have to worry
3: about some dude scurrying in front of you and like, "I wasn't cracking."
4: she could put a bullet in your fucking window. <laughs> but no, it's like. No wonder they were trying to buy up the area, and they were trying to co- totally tear down that area, so seems like they're trying to do the same with starbar though yeah, and that's kinda- it just not is it, is it
3: because now are they doing it with the entire area, changing the aesthetic of the entire
4: area? It seems like that whole corner. Like okay. they won't, it's kind of, uh, separated off into a corner. So, uh, in little five points, you've got that main road that goes down. Mm. Uh, if you're coming from the direction I'm choosing, um, star will be on this side of the road, say on the, uh, left, mm. it kind of, another road kind of comes up diagonal yeah. across the side, making a four way. They're trying to take care of that whole little corner section where it's like a slice of pizza.
3: That's weird. Yeah. yeah. If they're just gonna they're gonna gentrify the whole area, like is it a high crime area or something? No,
4: no. no. I would say no more than the rest of Atlanta. <laughs> no, I'd say it's more Why like. Once you
3: get off at Spaghetti Eighty Five, you're fucked. <laughs>
2: the first time I went down there was just as a patron to catch a Halloween show of yeah. all things, and it was like you know my first. It was like a you know a full on rock and roll bill that you don't see a lot of really anywhere. It was, if I recall correctly, it was uh, Gunpowder Gray, who I wasn't. Uh, familiar with at the time dinos boys it is dinos boys i found that oh, out okay. c- talking with uh talking with chase before it was like oh where's i was like oh man are uh dino's boys playing tonight And he goes like no nah, dinos boys aren't playing tonight he didn't say it in a correcting tone or anything <laughs> but in the back of my mind i was like fuck
4: <laughs> but,
2: i hate when that shit happens <laughs> yeah but then uh biters went on as the headliner and they were um in their disco bitches costumes, yes, from, from the nineteen seventy five video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're all in drag, and you know it just looks like Tuck in regular clothes when he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but it was awesome. It was jam packed. It was all rock and roll, and it was like you know high energy, and it was at a club where everybody you know kind of had you know was listened to, you know same stuff we all listen to whether it's Kiss, then lizzie motorhead everybody's nerding out about about that kind of stuff everybody kind of it looked like a scene out of like uh 1977 at cbgb's going to a dead boy show it kind of had that vibe to it and it was super exciting and that was like the first time i ever went over there and uh well a venue uh,
3: i'm sorry a venue that closed recently was the blind tiger in greensboro that's right and i never went there i did Quite a few times, it is uh, unique,
4: <laughs> and you keep a gun on you.
3: you yeah, I remember uh, Jeff
4: Williams uh, from Now Stop Talking. He he had similar sentiments. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a fucked up area. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yikes! It's a uh, it's, it's too far away from the other gentrified part of Greensboro. <laughs> like it just seems it kind of like does, uh do they have like a. Like are they genre specific kind of themed bar or anything no, like that? Not
4: really. I mean you've got your crusty punk rockers that'll come through and play. You've so got it's like the milestone. Like you've got different different genres of rock and roll just rolling and, and, through. Yeah, and you've got I mean, they'll even do stand up comedy nights. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, so so they definitely don't uh, discriminate when it comes to genre. Everything like, from metal to rap to uh, I know a lot of a word. lot of
3: bars that do you know like punk and rock and stuff, especially metal and stuff, have to worry about not becoming like a white supremacy bar. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> And then, then it becomes the fucking green room, and it's just like class specific. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. that was the
4: one thing that's also really cool about Star Bar. is it's like it's not very white. <laughs> you know, it's like you've got a very diverse group of folks that are there, and well, that just makes right it a lot that, more fun. That's why they're getting rid of it. That's exactly why they're getting rid of it. <laughs> there, was, there was like a vibe there too,
2: and it was, yeah. became one of those uh, deals where like we go down there often enough, and there'd be familiar faces. Like there's one guy's mm-hmm. name's uh, Eric Lee. He looked yeah. kind of like an effeminate biker version of like Jake the Snake Roberts. And He was always super cool, Jake the Snake. Yeah, and like uh, Dusty, who does the booking, bartending, and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And they have this uh, green room in the back. Where like all the guys in the bands hang out, and it's basically just fair game to anybody. It's just you know you can go back there to do your uh, pre game, pre game, pre game, yeah, <laughs> and post game,
3: yes, and post game,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <just> a, that, <laughs> that, that drummer needs a pre game room. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got a cold. Oh yeah, no. and uh one of the festivals that will not be named uh for you know anonymity right. purposes, uh, it seemed like everyone had a cold when we were backstage getting ready. We were just kind of sitting there and everyone. <laughs> And they got this a
2: like, huh? <laughs> and they got a downstairs area with like a separate bar and like a pinball machines and mm-hmm. a porch area.
4: It's just got it's a really cool vibe place.
3: i was just imagining the green room. Just man, it smells like a C.I.E. back room in here. What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> no, it just smells like uh, weed and rampage back <laughs> there. <fair.
4: laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> but no, so it, that that was kind of you know disheartening to see. So yeah, hopefully you'll get to play it one last time. Hopefully we in- hopefully we get to uh, down the line if it, even if they relocate. Yeah. Yes, but that's also the it's, thing, too. It's the too. building. Yeah.
2: It's the building. And if it'll be like um, when a bar got uh, relocated. I haven't been there yet, but from like, everybody I've talked to, they say it's an entirely different vibe it altogether. It is. It's uh, completely different. When
3: you go down, do me a favor. Take photos of the stage, the front, the sides, and the inside. Uh, I'm working on a game. Uh-huh. Uh, we've talked about it before, like a and d version of rock and roll, but I found somebody who can help me make uh, the figurines. Oh, shit. But also the board. Nice. So, I want to do it for the milestone. I mm. kind of got that remembered, so I can kind of like yeah, st- step foot. Milestone that in. would be a good yeah. But it's gonna be venues we been to, and nice. it'll be a version of D anD. d That we can all play. Huh. see, because
4: I've always said I'll play D anD. d As long as you're the dungeon master, because I know you'll have the right kind of patience with me to actually talk me through it, and, and just sit know- here like Alex it's a fucking D four. <laughs> it
3: <laughs> well, it's thing- like
4: a prism. D has four sides. <laughs> Use the four sided god. <laughs> i well, going, I know that you'll be able to explain and shit. <laughs> I know that you'll explain the rules in a way that I'll get it. You'll be yeah. like, look, it's a, it's like a yada yada man. Just do yeah. this, this, yeah. and this. I'll be like, got it. Like, <laughs> how, how many stages are we uh, looking at for this?
3: Right now, I can only think of three. Just okay. because this is going to be, you know, D and D people that don't play D and D. It's in phases. You play it in levels. So like you start at the beginning. So like let's say I do a, a, a one off game, Massacre at the Milestone. Hey guys, your band's showing up. There's gonna be a fantasy element to it. Rock the The door ni- guy's dead. Yeah, you know, like uh, rock the <laughs> night away, you know, try to try to, you know, roll for performance. How's your performance going? Does the crowd turn on you? Do you gotta dip out in the parking lot? Do you gotta run down the hall? Do you have to go to the gas station down the road? Yeah. Like <laughs> you're just saying like you got to fight for your life kind of situation now if i was to build that up yeah that'd be a prototype but like if i was to do it like if i had all the time in the world of and money this and is you know i would just do probably seven spots with the last one probably ended them at like a festival or something right? nice you know like uh saturday night sky at the sky bar you know yeah. Last stand at the Blind Tiger. Yeah. You know, like, kind of go gone. from.
2: Kind of make, like, start with your 200 cap, work your way up to your 500 cap, and mm. then the. Bobo Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <there's laughs> two o'clock afternoon slot in the
3: festival. Uh, uh Fight at the Fillmore or something like that. It's kind of like how uh, the Guitar Hero games are kind of yeah, mapped fifth out. just fight in the parking lot at the Fillmore. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fight at the Fillmore. fight the Fillmore.
3: But, like, it, 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 it would still keep the fantasy element of D and D, but like you build your character you role for your, you know, stats and stuff like that. And I still want to keep, you know, four to five man kind of band kind of thing. Hey, your bassist is doing this. Your drummer has this ability, your mm-hmm. lead vocal with stars in his eyes, but <laughs> 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 well, like your lead guitar, your rhythm guitar. Who's, who's the chaotic good. Who's the chaotic yeah, evil. Like, you, know, you would, you would just kind of like throw a dart and figure out where you'd be. And you know, you gotta, you'd meet characters semi based on other bands, either defunct or that we know, mm-hmm. um, they just show up. Yeah. And you got to, you know, fight your way through it. And I think because the person I was talking to doing this uh, could do parts of interiors. So, like, the way the milestone is, is three stages. You got your outside, your your bar, and you got your stage. Yeah. So, if you we were to build that up into a board, you know. Another thing about D&D is, if you don't know, is there's distance. So, you have to measure in quadrants. Mm -hmm. So like, hey, if you're going to take a 30 fucking foot dash, where are you going? You're going from the bar to the stage to the stage to the outside. Right, right, right. So that's why you want kind of the layout of it. Yeah, so I can remember the milestone pretty good. I was love to do one for Rim Rocks but actually make it like a volcano. Well, <laughs> stay on the rim, motherfuckers. Brad, Brad's
2: like a grand wizard or something it's like great that.
3: great Satan just coming out with a fucking Captain Spaulding face.
4: <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, um, since Cap is playing with the cheats at Star Bar in Atlanta, and you've yet to go, how about Dude. we just go down there and check them out and see if we can get on the guest list or something? Be, I might know a guy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, if I'm not working, I'll, I'll drive to Atlanta. What day is it?
2: Uh, October 22nd, I believe. It's Let me a take a good. look at that yeah, real it, quick. It'll, it'll be the weekend. Yeah, it'll be that Saturday. It's like yeah. the, the 20th is Asheville. Friday, that 21st is Piedmont, South Carolina. I don't know the venues yet, but I just yeah, know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Star Bar is for sure going to happen on the 22nd. And that's the Saturday? On the Saturday, yep. I think we and, ought to uh, go do it, man. Crank County Daredevils is on the bill, too. So that'll be rowdy as fuck. <laughs> They're going will show up we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll see that's my experience with that band they never show they're worse than George Jones I know I'm kind of sitting there going like I'm not sharing anything until I see
4: the fucking flyers yeah. <laughs> I'm not sharing anything until I get past the door mm-hmm. that's why people listen to the podcast and just get fun exclusives and we don't necessarily always put it in the descriptions mm-hmm. and, and plus you already let the discord know so yeah, another exactly. reason for folks to join up Ex- in the discord I know
2: because like I'll post something in like discord like I'm going to go record at Muscle Shoals and now that's and then you, and big. then you and then you dip for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dip in and out too. And that's like when I come back, it's like,
4: look at all the shit. <laughs> I know. And We're like, keep up, bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm too. It's like I'm learning, like cramming like three fucking sets in my head and shit. Hey man, I was talking to, I was watching this one thing on uh, this guy named uh, Pete Thorne, who does uh, touring and uh, recording out in Los Angeles, who uh, has a video series about like how to. You know, be a professional musician and stuff like that. I'm like, he's done fucking tours with Chris Cornell. It's something. I'm sure he knows a thing or two. And I watch it, and he goes like, "So what? I uh, what I do is uh, if I get a set, I'll learn three songs a day." I'm like, "Fuck! I've been doing this all wrong." <laughs> I'm used to cramming like three hours of material and shit in a day, and that's too much. To, it's yeah, too over, much. O-
4: overload your brain.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll kill me. But yeah, I'll start doing that. But yeah, three is three works like I did a whole self-made monsters like set in a week that way. Mhm. Cuz they're doing like uh well, I don't know if I, I'm not going to say too much about their end. There's a lot going on in the self-made monsters end of things too, which is which is great. I'm happy to see that band it's starting to get a little bit of love once again, a little bit of a resurgence.
4: Yeah, and I, and actually that easily tosses it over me because i've been helping out a lot on the back end uh if you check out they finally have a spotify page yeah where they've got uh their newest single good prayers available and then i've been working with eddie and i've been slowly getting the old seven inches finally out digitally and it's been really cool it's like even though it's like not my band or anything like seeing people's positive responses Mm -hmm. to like music coming out and shit it's like it still makes me happy because i'm sitting here going i'm like you know out of all of our friends bands um one other any scene has been the only one that's kind of kept up with the digital space and released you know their old material in that way but like you know the dead kings haven't you know and you know for the longest time self-made monsters hadn't either so i was just talking with eddie i'm like you ought to put it out there he's like i don't know i don't know, I don't know. i'm like just put it out there so let people enjoy it. if i put it out there they may not want to buy this uh, the records anymore i'm like or they'll remember how good it is and want to get a copy of the record because he's still got old copies of the seven inches available
2: yeah and they're always recording too like jimmy totoro the bass player has a home studio and they're always writing and putting mm-hmm. stuff together like on top of the three i'm learning learning right now there's a fourth one in the works <laughs> that we're uh kind of trying to build up right now too
4: yeah now so they're always just releasing and the thing is is sure enough that's exactly what happened as soon as we started posting the old stuff someone commented they're like do you have any copies of these available on vinyl and so i was able to reply back i was like coming soon yeah (laughs) so it was like they're gonna have a little merch shop up soon with some of the old records and new t-shirts a whole bunch of really cool shit we've been working on so i've always thought that they were like
2: the coolest band in charlotte that nobody's heard of
4: oh yeah i mean this you know the reason I've always kind of liked them, and I've told this to Eddie, you know, in the past, you know, and I think it's still relevant today, where it's like self-made monsters, us, maybe a few others. It's like the reason they're like my favorites because you can't put them in a box.
2: No, you can't put you, there's I don't know what you call self-made monsters. People ask me, what do they sound like? I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> it's a lot of Iggy Pop and the Stooges but then he'll say then, but then I'll, I'll get a message from him saying like listen to sun-raw chaotic jazz and it'll make sense with our sound
3: I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> and then it just devolves into hey man you like L. Ron Hubbard and he's got a jazz funk fusion band <laughs> it's, it's really good, good. <laughs> it actually is fucking good like this is yeah. crazy <laughs> like, he had a band that is really good <laughs>
2: We were talking about this the other day. It was like, uh, what was it? Uh, if you put L. Ron Hubbard's Jazz Fusion Band, uh, David Koresh's Rock Band, and what was the other one? Charlie Charles Manson. Manson Charles solo Manson,
3: one-man show. <laughs> one-man
2: show. <laughs> Opening the show. There was a guy
3: who... Was, brought to you by the Sea Og.
2: <laughs> there was a guy in Winston-Salem that would... Uh, I can't remember his name, but he played in a band, and he was kind of like the middleman for like uh, Charles Manson's... Uh, prison releases like Charles Man. I guess he had an end where he could like sing and play in prison, and yeah, like yeah, this yeah. guy in Winston Salem, kind of. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, would put stuff together and you know release it through whatever outlets he could. Well, lot yeah, of those, the, lot one of, of
4: those guys was at. Um, we did a show in Concord. Yeah, at that, uh, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, at then. that at that spot, God. <laughs> it was for a, that festival for, with, for
3: that dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of those a lot of those uh, Manson family members after everything went down after the court and everything got it done with them a lot of them just moved out here to North Carolina near yeah. uh, Love Valley North Carolina I like how North Carolina is kind of the hub for like a lot of folks that just want to get away from
2: well, it's, a lot it's, of shit it's, it's,
3: there's three parts of North Carolina people fucking don't realize when they move here you got you got a beach a third of the fucking states a beach state the other side on the opposite end is a fucking mountain state The tallest fucking appalachian mountains are in north carolina and it borders tennessee Mm -hmm. so you got everything right there yeah and the fucking smack dab in the middle you got the queen city you got winston-salem greensboro you got all three giant cities compared to the south yeah right here and there's so much to do yeah so like north carolina is a lot bigger than people realize it's it's three Mm -hmm. states in one it's not like Jersey or something like that, anymore. right? It's like one of them shit states. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes all our Jersey listeners. Oh no! Oh, uh, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn, come back! Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait—he's a host. He has to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jersey. He's locked in he's a locked. contract. He's locked in. Not not compete by
4: blood. That's <laughs> <just>, Yeah.
3: <laughs> not compete. Yeah. <laughs> he drank my alcohol. Yeah.
4: This harder. You're now. <laughs> he drank the Kool Aid. He drank so the Kool Aid. Flavor Aid. Flavor Aid. Flavor Aid.
3: <laughs> fucking 30 for 10 cents, motherfucker.
4: <laughs> Hell of a deal. I don't know
3: how that fucking company stays in business. I really don't. I have no idea how flavor. flavoring, but the packaging is more expensive <laughs> than the goddamn stuff that's inside. Like, I'm just like, how do you stay in business? I'm just like, it's a dollar steal. It hasn't changed. It's recession proof material. Kool Aid went up. Kool Aid went up. Ramen right. went up. Yeah, of course it fucking did because what five trucks fell over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a truckload of fucking ramen goes down the hill. What happened? You lose twenty five dollars.
2: <laughs> saw an episode of uh, what we do in the shadows, another like Hulu FX mm-hmm. show where like they uh, see the Jersey Devil. They're uh, going on vacation in Jersey and they kind of build up, you know, a Jersey Devil mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it, uh, the payoff is this guy in a really like odd looking costume shows up and he's like, you know. Uh, uh taking uh choking one of their their human companions or whatever yeah. but then Bon Jovi comes on the radio and he starts dancing yeah. <laughs> and that's the and that's the gag damn it <laughs> fucking jersey devils
4: but we've also been hard at work not ready to fully announce anything yet but it feels like we're finally brushing the dust off the old circle bolt yeah, there you go <laughs> there you go we got
2: some uh, stuff in the works and we got may have uh may have some announcements to make.
4: Yes, yes, absolutely. Not necessarily on this show, but it's like, at least on this show, you get a little more teases. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I'll talk about all my shit, but... (laughs) Well, yeah, but no, mainly because, you know... It all depends on how fast everything kind of comes together. Yeah. So don't want to say anything too fast, and then things slow back down.
2: I am fast and loose, motherfucker.
4: <laughs> well, and it's also because we're under a time frame. Because at the end of the month,
2: yeah. we won't have
4: our practice space anymore. So yeah, if anybody has a practice space, <laughs> so one has a house that's
2: like fucking uh, soundproof and stuff like that, that we can even have as a basement. <laughs> yeah, a basement. Some we can make some noise in and stuff like that. Storage unit rates are going up, y'all.
4: Yeah. Well, what we need to do is next time when uh, Quinn comes over for an episode of uh, the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult, you need to just be hiding around the corner with me with, like, baseball bat with some nails in it. We'll just pop around and be like, hey, Hey, where do you practice? Hey, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Your first mistake was, well... Morrison
3: said, "Keep that fucking thing on me." <laughs> <laughs> come closer, there, Alex Stiff. Uh, what are you going to do?
4: <laughs> I'm going to kneecap you. <laughs> really, you've been watching too much *Sopranos*, motherfucker.
3: That's <laughs> never. That's never true.
2: Never. Has, no such thing. I asked Mikey about like, he's like, "Where do y'all practice?" He goes, "We don't. We just show up." <laughs> I figured they were practicing at the old studio. I'm well I'm sure that's they, they do that you know whenever it's permissible too yeah I'm true Who you knows?
4: know how that was <laughs> yeah that's why I was like yeah true
3: true <laughs> I have a large garage you can try to do out of but it's going to take a lot of hard work <laughs> it's oh, in it's Statesville it's, out in it. state.
4: oh, it's in Statesville that's going to be far away we found all local boys for once <laughs> yeah for real I don't know like we could probably, I might be able to <laughs> one idea I had
2: was like uh, just uh, to take my drum kit over to where uh, my after school program is yeah. and rehearse there on the weekends and see all this like kid stuff on the wall while we're practicing <laughs> seeing like mama mia and annie cuz they do like theater production yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that too and photos of little kids of like all the students that are there too oh my god <laughs> And we just show up in tattoos <laughs> and
4: band t-shirts and stuff <laughs> well th- Basically, what we just need to do is the way we found the current places is call up other storage units. Be like, "Do you have the size room? Yeah. Can, can we put electricity in there? Are you, <laughs> are you,
2: are you not two hundred sixty dollars a fucking month? Yeah, no shit.
4: Yeah, it's quite
3: a bit. Yeah, yeah. two hundred sixty dollars a month, man. You can- I gotta make, I gotta make car payments.
2: <laughs> I got all this other shit, but we'll figure it out.
3: I remember growing up. My dad, like, we had we have a large garage. That's why it's, it's a detached from the house and it's away from it's away from the main house. And I remember growing up and my dad working on the, his Monte Carlo in there, fucking stereo blasted and shit, having people over. I'm just like, yeah, that could be a venue one day. Like <laughs> <laughs> that could, that, could, that could be a fucking practice space for some <clears throat> little band. <laughs> How far away is uh, a from here? Uh, less than forty minutes if you drive like a man. You get there in thirty. And drive like a man. Drive, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it'll take me about forty-five. No, <laughs> I'm <just>
3: kidding. <laughs> nah, if you willing well, to well. help me uh, straight it out, man, you more than welcome. Put your stuff there. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's not the if the if, if push, that, comes
4: to show. push comes to shove.
3: Push comes to shove. Yeah, I
2: don't, want, I don't want to like. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like put you know cause trouble or anything like not that. No. Either. Oh shit, he's trying
4: to cause trouble already. All, I see. <laughs> he is the problem child. Yeah, <laughs> he's already worried about causing trouble, and we hadn't even gotten there yet. <laughs> We're already causing. Yeah, for
2: real.
3: No, nah, we'll mm. figure it out. Nah, I think you guys can find a spot pretty quick. Oh yeah, but no,
4: but it just it feels Do good it to finally. <laughs>
2: Tiki won't let us do that.
4: Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that'd,
2: that'd be perfect, though, with his soundproof basement and everything, no, too. shit. Yeah, see, so like, it's just gonna Tiki's... <laughs> So that's like a forty. That's another forty-minute drive to Concord. Yeah,
3: all the way out to Concord. Like, He'll be like, "Can I play bass then?" Uh,
4: <laughs> we we kind of found that guy.
3: <laughs> and he's like, "Well, what? Well, what, 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 can I do it if something happens to him?" Yeah, sure. Then he starts beating the shit out of your bases and the guy <laughs> something is. happened to him. <laughs> happened? He in the he ate shit in the goddamn driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, oh, fell. he fell? No, no, <laughs> he ate <ain't> shit.
2: <laughs> he's just a weird guy. <laughs> he's just a weird guy. <laughs> he,
3: starts, he just goes back. Crying. He fell right. <laughs> Yeah. You just talk to him all. Like, no way, did you fall? No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he said
3: you ate shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? <gasps> oh. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but no, we, we have uh, actually, hopefully, a pretty decent show lined up for November. We just mm-hmm. got to find a couple
2: other people. Yeah. We'll get that <laughs> in the works. Got a couple self-made monster shows in October. Yes, yes. One in uh, Monroe and one at the Visualite. Light
4: and by the time folks are listening to this we speak cryptically on it but uh, by the time folks are listening to this the following sunday you and i are going to be heading down to atlanta to do a mystery music video shoot i can't wait to read you these details oh yeah no that that we, we uh this the, morning. the the producer sent uh the script over this afternoon uh for our parts and the cameo in their music video and it's gonna be fucking funny. When do, when do I cannot gotta, wait. When for do you gonna head down? Uh, that Sunday, probably yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, because they said de- shooting starts at around five, and I feel like we'll probably get our shit done in a, like an hour or two. Yeah, depending on how long on you of, gonna be down there.
2: Uh, till when it's done, I guess. Yeah, I think it's we're so trying like to drive tr- back that night. I, I imagine a bit and a couple. Of, well, we'll see what happens. I'm down for the, there for as long as we need to be. Yeah.
4: So we gotta, well, I'm guessing you are wanting to come back that night though. I mean that'd be preferable. Got work <laughs> the yeah, next I, mean, day. You, I mean you do too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm just like if I'm not if I'm gonna be missing Monday, I need to be telling them tomorrow I'm gonna be missing Monday. Yeah, I ought to take it off anyway because it's my goddamn birthday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, mine will be that uh, that Saturday. Well, I'm not working. I can give you a drive. No, nah, we'll 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 come back that night even if it's he, like
4: he'll he say he wanted extras. Hey, that's true. <laughs> you'll be the guy pointing and laughing at folks when you see the script. You'll be like, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is a kind of like a. a it's going to be kind of like a bigger shoot too, so I'm. At, I don't know what the yeah, hours are going to true, be, that's so I'm, true. it'll probably be a late night drive. You know,
4: I'm prepared for a late night drive. Yeah, Immensely preparing for it at least. So who knows? It's, it's going to be fun though. At, it's not yeah. every day you get asked to be part of like a legit official music. Video. Yeah, so. stop off,
3: a, take a late night drive, stop off at Augusta and piss on the Masters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim Nance was here. <laughs> we'll
4: have <laughs> to stop okay. at the Bucky's on the way back. Yeah, See, there really. you go. Yeah. St. <laughs> Chris is like see now I want to go. Bucky's. Yeah, yeah,
3: Take this, a nap in the parking lot. See this jerky hub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got one uh
2: in between uh Knoxville and Nashville now. Yeah, Florence, right? Uh yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we passed it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, we watch, forgot all about it. <laughs> watch our Instagrams at Capnun and at AlexStiff1945. I'm sure we'll be posting little samples throughout the weekend. Or dumbass
2: costumes. Yes. And everybody around us in dumbass costumes. Yes.
4: Yeah, he, he sent off like what we were going to be doing, like dressing up as. And he was like, you know, I want y'all do this, this, and this. I was like, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to go like to the mall and get like a tight-fitting white shirt.
2: <laughs> so I got some T-shirts, but I don't know. There might be a little big on you. Yeah,
4: I know. With what he's doing. Uh, describing character-wise, I feel like it needs to be the form-fitting <laughs> white shirt, because I feel like we're going to cuff the sleeves, yeah. <laughs> so that it needs to be a, a nice form-fitting shirt. Find one at Walmart. You you, you f- get you a pack of cigarettes to help do the cuff. Yep. Yep. Honestly, yeah. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of feet.
3: <laughs> oh, it's like a Tarantino shoot. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what Cap called him in the group chat. Dude loves his feet, man. Hey, it's, it's a thing. Hey, at least he's not molested him. That's true. At least he's not <laughs> could Nickelodeon. Could be worse. Could be worse. It could be Nickelodeon.
4: <laughs> or fucking
3: Disney. Or Elmo.
4: <laughs> yeah. But hell, that I mean, that all ties back to what I was talking about uh in my most recent instagram post because i've not posted in like over a month that's why i can reference that instagram post yeah. <laughs> there's only one it's like you know the rest of the year is shaping up to be pretty busy you've got a good handful of bands uh rocking out with we're getting the fill-ins back running begin extras in a music video and finish writing our own shit and even with-, with the current lineup we're working out new material and it's really fun you're
2: recording somewhere i've got a Potentially working with a guy in Nashville to play cut up some uh, bass parts from some songs he's been writing, but that's just that's just one of those things where I, I'm always you know. Just
4: got to wait. For, always wait for the other shoe to drop. You know how these things work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And coming up here on not only something good for you, but the couch potatoes and the uh, cryptic conspiracy cult. Spooky season. Spooky season. No time to turn is not included in that. Russ, Russ, Russ will not play along with that. Kisses. We will do a special. We ought Kisses to do, Halloween anyway. We ought to do a special edition on Just Kiss Me's the Phantom for Halloween. We did but a whole episode on that. <laughs> we didn't do a whole episode on Just Kiss Me's the Phantom, did we? yeah did we yeah I, I thought it, was, it just was
2: part of like it was part of like the 78 kind of deal I was gonna say it was I a thought that part was just part of, of like just the 78 special
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah we all do a watch along that's what we <laughs> ought to do just kiss people Yeah, but no so uh, but yeah Cat across like Vinnie Vincent
3: <laughs> yeah but, uh, that, I wear the that's onk. the horror show wear a fat suit yeah, just keep a mouthful of jelly beans. It's like last. It was already.
2: It was already spooky season last night. We played. Uh, of course, it's like because it was Brad Mullins and John Marlowe being a horror punk band back in the day. We played Angel Fuck. Nice. And we played uh, Pet Cemetery. That was our closer. That's such a great fucking song. Oh yeah, it's really good.
4: I love that song. So you take away the eighties with an S. R- yes. <laughs>
2: You take away the 80s reverbiness and uh, kind of like put everything on top of it and a little bit of meat to it. I'm like, holy shit, this song fucking rules. Not that it didn't already, but... Well, the reason I've always liked it is because of the uh, the version from Loco Love. Right? That's because, a fun version. Yeah, because all the bells and whistles and uh, all the re- 80s reverb is off. And I don't know, that's just such a fun sing-along, like every Ramones song is. But that one Chris is like, no, <laughs>
4: fuck the Ramones. <laughs> you, don't like that. you don't like that song? <laughs> I don't he just doesn't like the Ramones anymore after watching well, the it's documentary not, it's with the Ramones, us after the last Ramones episode. band is fantastic.
3: Johnny Ramone. I'm Johnny Ramone can go, can fuck go eat at dick and Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more hip-hop Ramones. <laughs> D.D. King, baby. Fuck <laughs> He's a real funky guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. He's he should Gucci- be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just for that.
2: <laughs> I understand Gucci time. <laughs> yeah. I feel
4: that, man. The oppression. You know, I, I feel that. I knew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not up here. <laughs> oh, you know, but it's, what,
2: it's when it happens when you, you're your diet is uh, heroin and potato chips. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and turning tricks on 53rd and 3rd. <laughs>
3: We actually have a little thing about potato chips, about one of our conspiracy quote episodes. Oh, God. We mentioned potato chips in that one. With JFK? No, no, no. It was uh, something about the Wise Potato Chip Company. We talked about that on our ha- uh, Halloween one, remember?
4: Oh, that's right. That's right. You have to listen to the Halloween episode and yep. find out. Yep. <laughs> no. But, no, but that lead-in, though, is to talk about Chris seems to be possibly working up a game for us to play this year. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, in spirit
3: of a uh, game, uh, Cap and his girlfriend showed me a uh, business walrus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. which uh, I turned out to be really good at.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll it's a game
3: that. inspired by business, business walrus. walrus. So yeah, bring your bring your a game. Yeah. all right.
4: We we'll have to get ready for that. Do, I'm kind of
3: I'm still debating whether or not to do a rotating
4: producer. Okay. So <laughs> all right, all right. I forgot about <laughs> should, this. Should we uh, be filming this episode? If you want to, it's up to you. I just didn't know if it's going to be entertaining visually or if it's just going to be fun well, it's not like drunk monopoly, way. But
3: we're going to put the cords under the table.
4: <laughs> yeah, that way we have a little bit of room. Yeah. We can set off a little side table. I'll, put anchor, I'll anchor the fucking ceiling. Put one of these in there. Okay, we'll get it going. <laughs> oh no, we'll be fine on that one. We'll just yeah. put that on like a little. We'll just put that all on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> we got long
3: enough cords. It'll reach. Yeah, right. <laughs> But no so. I got a Halloween grave showed up, and plus the D and D thing I'm working on. Yeah, it's the D and
4: D thing will definitely need a film. so yes, there'll it'll be some be, visual aspect be, to that.
3: It'll be slow going because just I'm still waiting on getting a job. <laughs>
4: yeah, nah, I figured. But I mean, no, that, that actually might be a video exclusive.
3: Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Get uh, some other people involved because that because that's another thing where you can have a rotating person fill in and create their own character. Uh, because I had uh, my grand design is everyone have a figurine. Yeah. That way you can have kind of like a monopoly piece on the board to kind of go by, mm-hmm. and so that 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 makes it more engaging on D and D. Oh yeah, know? well right. just tell
4: everyone to bring an action figure.
3: Yeah, well I'm actually having someone make one, make them up, like three nice. D print them. Nice. So uh, and like they do scale models and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. once you get the board, the board will be easy. But like I said, money time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, <laughs> money and time rules everything. Now I got all the time to learn the theremin. <laughs> Learn the goddamn theremin. You can buy online. Never touched. I know a guy. He's got two of them.
2: But has <laughs> got it himself. Can, Never touched. <laughs> no, he's got. He's one of those that has like two of every of the exact
4: same thing. <laughs> I, I, I still think it's kind of flying over, but it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, the thing that I, honestly, though, the reason I was bringing it up as like exclusive video content is. I remember like a year ago, I bros the idea of like us doing an old Beavis and Butthead thing of like finding old music videos on YouTube and like co- doing a voiceover commentary on it, like making fun of it. And then it just kind of died away and never, nothing really came to be. And, and I brought it up again like maybe five months ago. I was like, hey, this this might be something cool if we did this. And it just it's never really materialized. Goddamn, Beavis and Butthead is back now. And now it's going to feel like a ripoff if we do it. I know. <laughs> they're just going <kinda,
2: clears> to <throat> doing the YouTube react. Thing.
4: Yes, but it's it's fucking great. <laughs> Seriously, the new Beavis and Butthead show is really fucking funny.
2: I watched the first episode that was on YouTube where it was like uh, they're in an escape room. I was like, Kate, they're at an escape room, and she's like, Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> but no. uh there was one uh the only I only watched that in like the uh, the country music video that they made
3: fun of. <laughs> He's grooving them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Chris like they, they do like and what's funny is like it kind of goes back to like the later seasons of Beavis and Butthead where they were like no, doing not only rock music videos but whatever was on MTV at yeah. the time yeah but they're doing like uh, the Korean pop BTS or whatever it's called and yeah, they, yeah 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 you know, they did another pop chick who I'd never heard of before and i'm i'm glad they're doing those because it's kind of funny but the youtube ones and tiktoks or whatever are fucking hilarious that they're, they're doing it because it's like you got the guy they the got the prison guy showing you how to do tattoos it's like hey what did you do to get in prison no they just let him in <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to oh, do uh, anything he just
4: looked like that and they're like sir come with me <laughs> yeah, and just crack a box can't get no chicken with that crocker box <laughs>
3: that's the perfect
2: that's the perfect lane for a Beavis and Butthead
3: style show in this day and age for sure that could have been a fucking YouTube series like a motherfucker like Funny or Die could have got that I'm surprised they haven't done that sooner and uh, so I I would have read it and I was talking to some people in there about Beavis and Butthead and someone sent me that picture I sent you yeah. and in it is a prototype Dale Gribble in fucking a red speedo and fucking black sunglasses half naked sitting beside a very large woman (laughs) and it's just like I I went even deeper and they said that if you watch that episode the kid that you see on the left side actually does the power voice. Yeah, so it's like a, this is all like prototype characters for King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was fucking hilarious. This is like more deep dive into that show.
4: That? No, I remember like binging that show when I was uh, younger, and I remember seeing that character and being like, "Ah, oh, that looks like Dale." <laughs> is that coming back on? Is that like King Fox, of
3: the Hill? Yeah, so so yeah, there's it's coming back, but Fox will not be distributing it.
4: Uh, so. Paramount probably will. Fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, if, if, if Mike's sorry, Mike, judge. Yeah, I was gonna say if they've already got that deal, it's probably gonna go to that. Yeah, they're kind of kicking ass on the animated comedy front. Yeah, so, South Park, the Mike oh, Judge I, content. I, like,
3: I tried to watch BoJack Horseman. Yeah, that's goddamn depressing. Holy
2: shit! Yeah, ugh, I couldn't get past, like I liked it. But I get it. Dude, I can't like, get past like the second season. I'm like, it's funny, but you're like. Fuck! This is I can't do you, it.
3: When we first started doing this, doing this, you know, uh, couch potatoes and stuff. Hey, man, check out BoJack Horseman. I actually, sat down and watched the first two seasons, and I was just like, just do heroin and die. <laughs> yeah, just fucking die, dude. There's it's- something
4: about it though that I love. But the I problem love is because series. I watched
3: because I watched it. Uh, YouTube Recommended a bunch of stuff, and somebody was trying to justify the white girl's character. Yeah. Like, she's not the bad guy. I don't know. She seems like the fucking bad guy. <laughs> they're all bad guys. They're all terrible people, but she seems like an enabler for everyone. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, she's going to die. So, <laughs> that show would be like the most depressing show if ever. If, if it they were people. He- if they were people. Yeah, butts, it because they're if animals. It, yeah. If it wasn't yeah. like owl and horse people. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, I haven't finished the series yet. I got up to a certain uh, like season finale, and I just didn't pick it back up again. Not out of any. Sort of like me, I don't like it anymore. Just time got away and it just became less relevant to watch again. But I remember like all the seasons I watched, it's like, oh yeah, depressing, sad as shit, but still so captivating that it just had me in. I was just like, the fuck is gonna
2: happen
3: next? So um, it's kind of like the Bob Saget story.
4: That's yeah, big time.
3: Have y'all watched anything new lately other than She Hulk? Uh, see,
2: Sopranos rewatch, uh. Let me think. Been, Is it uh, season just,
3: five with Tony B? Uh, yeah. Tony
2: B was with, with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he gets killed. Actually, I've been watching. Uh, Sorry to see- ruin that show for everyone. <laughs> but no, I watched uh, the latest season... I got something in my
4: throat, real quick. What's wrong with you, man?
2: (coughs) I'm dying. That's what's happening. I'm turning 35. He's losing his podcast voice. Yeah, (laughs) but no, I watched uh, the latest season of uh, what we do in the shadows. That's just that's funny. That's just a just a fun show to watch.
3: I like it. Like early on when they brought all these famous actors on there. Yeah, they had a Switten and fucking. uh, They had a vampire like uh, council meeting. Yeah, and it's just like all these. Big actors decided to do a favor.
2: Yeah, it's and, like Tilda Swinton, and then like Wesley Snipes is on um,
3: as a, on a Skype as a daywalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, what's her name from um, Evan Rachel Wood? Yes, is the other one that's all there. She's just like done with everybody's shit. She's mm-hmm. like, oh
2: god, I just want to get back home. <laughs> no, it's like a interview com- based comedy thing, kind of like The Office, but it's a bunch of vampires that live together. Nice. While, um,
3: going into like the horror aspect, some of the stuff coming out is actually uh, Hellraiser. Will be coming out soon. Um, it, it's Clyde Barker got the rights back to it. So wait, there's going to be a remake. So it'll be a continuation of the story. But from what I understand, Kirsty Cotton is now a Cinebite. No shit. Remember old Kirsty Cotton? Yeah. The I will say, like, Hellraiser is nothing but dialing the wrong number too many times. <laughs> That's yeah, the really? Allegory. He's just like, oh, shit, I dialed the wrong number. Then the Pleasure Squad shows up, and it's like, fuck. I love that,
2: the Pleasure Squad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a good thing. And uh, the
3: uh, AMC's redoing uh, Interview with a Vampire. They'll oh, be shit. doing that as a series. I love the Norm McDonald review of
4: Interview with a Vampire. Not gay enough. <laughs> Not gay enough. <laughs> well, you guys are missing the most important. Uh, Halloween related release coming out here soon.
2: What the Halloween uh, conclusion? The, kills? This new tri- yeah, the kills or
4: whatever it is. Oh, no, even more important than that. No, what's up? Mm. The new Monsters movie comes out uh, the twenty seventh. That's, <laughs> like, that's, just, that's, just that's a sitcom. With yeah,
2: cosplayers. I'm, I've never given a fuck about the monsters.
4: I liked classic Monsters. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. This new movie looks like dog shit. Why? Because of like one trailer. <laughs> Yes. You All can right. tell a lot and from one trailer. Look again, at you trying be- to be Mr. fucking snobby. What, because of one trailer? Again, I don't give a
2: fuck about the monsters or I don't have like any uh, so attachment t- to this them. This is
4: coming from the guy that watched one Godzilla trailer and went... Meh. It's not good Did I say that? Yes No dude Because remember I was laughing my ass off Because I was like I said I think that's the first Legit nerd groan I've gotten out of you When you watched that tra- When I asked you about her, You saw the trailer You are just like uh.
2: I can't remember Actually I do recall I do what recall they that But I can't yeah, remember so Which you, one it you, was
4: I forget Yeah it's, it was something But you were groaning hard On that and it was one trailer So yes One trailer okay. can set the tone for okay. something. And this looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> what about
2: the Wednesday Addams uh, TV show? That looks fun. Yeah, that looks fun.
4: But no, the, that new Rob Zombie thing, I don't know. Like, you, you saw the trailer,
2: right? I did. Where It was black and white and then it was color. No, the I, full trailer. No, I didn't watch that yet. Oh, God,
4: no. The full trailer is hot garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. No, the black and white thing gave me a little bit of hope. See, I was kind of like pulled in from that one going like this might be fun. yeah i'll say all right cool no this is a full colorized trailer and it just it does not feel it, it it even if they were trying to make it a kid's movie it doesn't even feel like a kid's movie it just it feels like something honestly if if a friend of ours had like five thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> and gave it to the three of us and said, with this money, go make a movie. That's what it looks like, but it's Rob Zombie. Yes <laughs> it looks that bad. And he's supposed to be a like you know a buff when it comes to this kind of thing, you know I'm telling you it just I don't know it's something about it just since an eye look right
2: Everybody like was it. like everybody was kind of shitting on the Wednesday Adams uh casting. I thought I like I liked v- it. Louis Guzman I love Louis Guzman and any anything he's in I first, think, first yeah. off
3: I think what happened was like there was so many expectations of other people going in to play Gomez Adams yeah like uh, Mal- uh, Rami Malek I could see that too because he's skinny he can, he's got that suave look you know he yeah sl- but,
4: but they kind of went back to the old storybook style yeah a tiny little man yeah
3: but uh, but no one's going to be raul julia that's a goddamn fact. no 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 one on earth he played m bison street fighter motherfuckers yeah (laughs) so like kiss my ass raul julia is the greatest gomez adams ever uh but like it's they're only going to probably be in the uh, you know the show for a very little amount of time i do like the revamping of thing Mm -hmm. it's all like surgical pieces like Mm it has been put back together so many times i like that um and it's going to be more wednesday focused anyway so yeah, so yeah. it's going to have the same demographic of like uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina,
4: which that wasn't very good. I like the
3: first season because then they have a fucking kill season, which was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll, tell, I'll tell you a letdown that I was really hoping was going to be better, but I've seen and heard nothing but negative reviews. Was um, uh, the Archie series Riverdale. Oh, Riverdale. I've heard nothing but bad shit about Riverdale, but I kind of want. I was hoping that was going to be good. Like well, a that, dark tied in,
3: that they, they tied that in with. Uh, Sabrina. Yeah, exactly. Because she was in Greendale, but mm-hmm. like they also tied it into another couple of shows. They were trying to create a universe. Yeah, with uh and just did Nancy work. Drew. They made a Nancy Drew television show. That's
2: back when like CW was like trying to build like five. really universes. got all that DC money. Mm-hmm. And wasn't Riverdale supposed to be more like a CW teenager, you know, juicy it's just, it's fucking a, a, series? Yeah, it's
3: just like it's got it's got like murder involved and in some shit like Archie. Sex comic. and murder,
2: murder and sex. Yeah,
3: I'm just like. John Barenthal shows up as the Punisher because there's an Archie comic where Punisher shows up on. Yeah. that would
4: be fucking surreal <laughs> <laughs> well see and that's what I was kind of hoping for is like an interesting kind of like teenage take on Archie but mm-hmm. no it just it wound up being garbage they turned it into a fucking like a murder
3: mystery law and order or some shit well
4: they, they <laughs> turned it into fucking Twilight but with Archie <laughs> Toilet.
3: Mm,
2: <twill> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah CW had a run there where they were like uh, that's some stuff that I liked and like some stuff that I just ignored. They just had too much there for a minute too.
3: Well, they, bit, they, bit, uh, they got the they kind of bit over backwards for like stuff like Vampire Diaries, Supernatural and Small- it, it felt like another yeah. one of those shows yeah, like which- Smallville they had run they had a run it was just Smallville and Supernatural for the longest time. And they kept putting out these little shows, and they and got Arrow. Yeah, and then Arrow kicked off the whole DC thing, which is mm-hmm. better than the fucking movies they fucking made. That so, season two of Arrow was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's wild. You're just introducing all these characters, and it's a and it's a brutal show. Yeah, the Arrow. guy that
2: plays Deathstroke in that season was fucking awesome Fun, too. Yeah.
3: yeah, he played
4: uh, Crixus in the Spartacus. He was badass.
2: Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff.
4: Well, yeah. And uh, something else, uh, Chris brought up. Maybe this is a good, nice little closeout as we kind of head over to what have we been listening to. Chris actually brought up a really good question, which is, in a showdown between the Beatles and CCR, okay, hmm. and and a showdown between those, which one has the most memorable songs? Not which ones are the most popular. Not which ones are played the most. But how many? Which band has more memorable songs? That's a
2: tough one because when I think of timeless music, I think of Credence. But the Beatles, like little kids, know Beatles songs. Some you know, songs, grandparents, yeah, like little kids may know like one or two Beatles songs. Grandparents know Beatles. Song. Beatles are for like all age groups.
4: <sighs> mm, as far as like, uh, what's the question again? Different. Which which of those two bands has the most memorable songs? Most memorable songs, like you hear, like you.
3: Okay radio click song let's say we're doing let's just, just knock it out for a second. A side off the table B sides only who's like that's basically what it's gonna come down to if you flip that fucking vinyl can you remember the B side you know the songs on the B side of that fucking CCR track better than you know the B side of the White Album it's crazy with Creedence they only had like three albums yeah they were all together for four years <laughs> yeah meanwhile the Beatles but they
2: were fucking tight for those four years And like the Beatles just had like content for days too yeah but you know, like with that every like greatest hits package, there's like maybe like twenty five songs or something mm-hmm. like that with like four different voices. But that's that's not a, that doesn't really answer the question. Mm. It's a hard question. Yeah, because like the Beatles have ear candy for days, and so does Credence. With, within those four years, yeah, that's a tough
4: one. Honestly, and let me fully explain. I would say Beatles. I feel like they have the most memorable songs because a lot of CCR songs were covers. Heard It Through the Grapevine, Proud Mary. I think even Proud Mary was a cover, wasn't it?
2: I think that might have been a Fogarty original, but let me check Tina Turner covers it. Yeah, Tina Turner covers Proud Mary. Okay, that may have been what I
4: was thinking of. I, I was thinking hers may have been first. But even if it didn't, a lot of their songs wound up being covers. So they may be the version that is most remembered, mm. but they didn't write the song.
0: A, they
2: wrote "Proud Mary," but "Heard It Through the Grapevine" was a Motel Motown composition, I think.
4: Yeah, and Marvin
2: so uh, "Good Golly, Miss Molly" that's a cover, um, and a few others. But the, but every, when everybody thinks of Credence, they think of like a "Fortunate Son." Uh, let's see, uh, "Lodi." Uh, Lodi or uh, L- Bad, Bad Moon, Moon Rising, Rising, Green, uh, Green River, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of that's kind of like guitar driven. It's like people remember like the guitar licks probably more so than the uh, the than the voice in a lot of yep. ways. Where like the Beatles, you know, you're hearing a lot of vocal melodies and vocal harmonies and stuff like that.
4: That's what I was gonna say. I feel like a lot more Beatles songs are remembered for the lyrics, where a lot more CCR songs are remembered for the riff and the Style of the song, mm. like hell, we always talk about. You know, it's like you know, guy being you know, tortured in the POW POW camp. All of a sudden, he's rescued by just the drum intro. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. And see, every time we reference CCR, it's you know, the guitar riff. You know, up around the bend. Or uh
2: let's see, like uh, if you see a Paul McCartney concert, like within the last 10, 15 you know, thirty years, whatever. Uh, they're doing hey jude for example you know they don't even need a band they're just like the audience is saying everybody in the audience is on their feet singing that not even words it's na 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 hey mm-hmm. jude tears in yeah. their eyes
4: too just like just just bawling going like oh my god this is awesome you and know? that leads into what i was going to say next when you reference a beatles song you sing the lyrics mm-hmm. help i need somebody help or, you know, paperback writer. You, mm-hmm. You're not sitting here going, bam, bam, ba, da, bam, ba, da, bam, ba, bam, ba, bam, 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 For the riff and paperback writer, you're singing back the vocal melody, whereas yeah. you may have some fun with a mouth guitar with CCR songs. So that's why I say I feel like Beatles songs are more memorable, whereas maybe CCR songs are better. Well, I think Beatles <laughs> songs
3: are more memorable because people cover them. Yeah. Which one? People cover them. Uh, I'll Skel- band I was. Beatles, okay, Beatles yeah. are more memorable because people cover their fucking music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take a song, their version of Helter Skelter. Yeah, that's fun. That's a neat song. Molly Crew did it better.
2: <laughs> mm, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, there
3: are people that cover these songs. Paul McCartney's basically covering the Beatles now. Yeah. That's all he's doing.
2: It's, his entire catalog. And that's the thing. Live, about, that's it's the like the whole either-
3: difference between Fogarty and the Creeds and CCR is they just stopped. Yeah. They had they stopped they they knocked it out of the park one left
2: and that was it you know fogarty's got center field and like man down the road
4: but those no. are but those are all like guitar riff driven yeah. so, you know fogarty licks anyway but, but kinda, you know and no disrespect to the guy but it's still no up around the bend or uh, bad moon rising no it's just <laughs> 80s credence yeah, essentially no. <laughs> and i'm kind of biased
3: on this because i'm not a huge fan of the beatles i know their catalog pretty well but it's just—that's the
2: thing too. It's like you're not a fan, but you could probably name off like ten Beatles songs off yeah. the cuff, right?
3: Yeah, and ten Creedence songs and Teen Eagle songs and fucking. <laughs> what like, do you say? Like, you read it to this broad, twenty songs. Yeah, your twenty you, Beatles songs. Yeah, you could, you could, you could kind of, because they came out at near the same time, early sixties, late sixties, and stuff like that, where Creedence is really knocking it out of the park. But I think what kind of hurts the Beatles on my end is because you have the split and then them dying and it's just like they go on these other projects they do they change so they they
4: change they change different eras
3: but like but they change so much as a band even like Coming, when they come to America, you know they're they're playing like the white album stuff like that. They keep going, they keep going, but the sound keeps changing, and it's not you know you it's can like argue a different for, band. Yeah, you can argue is it for the better, is it for the worse? It's like <laughs> I gotta soak about my guitar. Shut the fuck up, okay? I get You're it. making
4: oh. it cry. Oh, yeah, wait a minute, oh god, what a bitch!
3: But like it's like go, go do some coke with Eric Clapton, but
4: like
3: <laughs> <laughs> pass around your wife. For a but like yeah, <laughs> but like with CCR, they don't change even when they're doing a cover. They make it their sound. Yeah. And just I, dis- think, even, I think...
0: I <laughs> it! Yeah. Well,
2: even with, like, the... Uh, the John Fogarty got sued by his record company in yeah. the 80s for plagiarizing himself with that yeah. solo album. And, and like...
3: <laughs> Which was so stupid, but
4: hilarious. You know,
3: we get we can we discuss... Uh, this will be another episode, but are they better together or apart?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, I want that, that, that to be an episode. That's, that's mm. the problem,
3: is because the CCR didn't have that fucking problem. They were better together, period. Mm-hmm. Period. even though it was all Fogarty calling the shots it's yeah, still, a, still like, that vibe well no different than the fucking Ramones yeah no different from the Ramones We're like, you hey. got a heroin addict a fucking guy who gets sick all the time and like four drummers <laughs> 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 what are you gonna do what are you gonna do kick my ass <laughs> it's like if I was there yeah I'd stab the shit out of you <laughs> and your fuck, I'd cut your hair. That'd be the first fucking thing I'd do. I'd cut your stupid fucking haircut, Johnny. <laughs> and this is like, you know, you get these... You know, they call the shot guys, you know, you just like, Bronny Van Zant. Yeah. It's, I think that was more collaborative more you know so than like a Fogarty or like yeah. a Ramones. But, but he's like, he's not a Johnny Ramone. He's not a Van Zandt. He's not fucking... But
2: Leonard Skinner's a good example because one, one member leaves, the entire
3: vibe changes. Yes. And... Going to Leonard Skinner, those first three albums are tight as fuck. Yeah. That's another question. A better, a better, fuck boy. A better, a better argument would probably be who would be more memorable, CCR, Leonard Skinner. Uh, Leonard Skinner probably is more celebrated. Depending on demographic wise, yeah. Yeah. But like down south, once you get across the Mason Dixon down south, yeah, it's Leonard Skinner. Leonard Leonard Skinner's nationwide. (laughs) For sure. But but nationwide, it'd probably be CCR. Yeah. Because CCR hits all the way from here to canada everybody forgets they're from fucking canada yeah canadians love them motherfuckers yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. the beatles you know they got you know great britain and america and no matter like how i see them i don't see them as an american band they're just a british band who came over just like led zeppelin or the who or somebody yeah, yeah. but like american-made bands get a lot of shit and i don't like that that's one thing like that bothers me about just like overall or like it's overall time like you know to talk about oh you know the the Beatles the British Invasion yeah the British Invasion is this this and this it's like oh it's so great it's like it's a job at the end of the day yeah and you're telling me a guy couldn't play a fucking riff the same way you're telling me I think and I think because of that British Invasion you shut down other American made bands who are actually trying to get up yeah but because there was this fucking like.
4: Yeah, but they were doing like a, something so different but and like, inspired a but, lot of American bands. Yeah, and that's
3: the problem. That even with inspired American bands, they were getting shit on because it's like there's this trend of, hey, the Beatles came. All right, we got an American band who sounds a little bit like the Beatles. I fuck them, we got the Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a band that sounds like Who. Fuck them, we got Led Zeppelin. Fuck them, we got Black Sabbath. Fuck <laughs> them, we got ACDC. And you keep fucking going. <laughs> and it's just like these American bands are getting fucked over. And CCR was tight for four years and no one fucking beat them. <laughs> See American American bands, uh, North American bands, from here to
4: Mexico to Canada, yeah. Make American bands great again.
3: No, not, <laughs> like, I
2: don't, well, that's all there is now. So there's like a whole like uh well then you got the debate of like aerosmith into
3: van halen and then what happened with american bands after that well, then too. you got people like fleetwood mac bringing it back with you know american style bands yeah doing their whole fucking thing then you got your single artist your uh, steven ray vaughn's changing the whole folk music bullshit uh you got bob dylan who did his fucking thing all he did he should just he should have just made rope wrote music and never sang. i think the <laughs> pinnacle,
2: i think the the pinnacle of america like american you know usa 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 rock is still like van Halo, because that's Bud yeah. Light, wet T-shirt contests,
3: blonde hair. For like in the eighties, yeah. But before that, you had like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that's so, a, there's so a, like There's, a, there's your, a very there's American, your, but like, you know. Based. All, if you think about the biggest American acts, they're single people. It's it's Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band. Right. It's Bob Seger Bob and the Silver Bullet Band. It's it's this band and the band. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a guy with someone else, and it Alice it, Cooper. Yeah, and it hurts hurts them because at any time they can be like, I dumped this van. Like Paul McCartney does. He's like, oh yeah, I was with them. Fuck them. I got a new studio band on the other side of the coast. <laughs> Get fucked. Because I can afford it. You know why? Because the wrong two Beatles died. That's why. <laughs> well,
4: that's what Marky Ramone does. He's got like his Brazil band, his US band. Yeah, he Just wherever he goes, he's got a band. <laughs> yeah, Just Chuck Berry in it. And like it, I think it kind of just
3: fucks up the genre just a little bit. On variety. Now we don't have that problem. Yeah. But back in the day, if we were in the 70s, we're going to have a fucking variety problem. It's just like. Because we all don't have money to spend on every goddamn fucking album. No. Oh. That's what I liked about that 70s show. They're always playing a different fucking album. And it's just like, if you tally, tally it up, they spent a shit ton of money in
4: Eric's house to buy albums. It's oh, like, yeah, well, oh, they're yeah. they're hanging out with nothing to do. They still got jobs every so often. Every so often, yeah. Just <laughs> spend, spend that cash on some vinyl, man. And it's a fucking recession,
3: keep in mind, that's going on during that 70s show. So Red Foreman just tried to make it live while Eric's spending on uh, money on a record about Pete, or, or Peter Frampton coming yeah. up. <laughs> it was, Peter, it was probably
2: up. Peter Frampton
3: I love that New hey J- he had a Kiss poster in his room yeah, so. yeah, it, was like, it, it didn't matter back in the 70s if you liked it all but that, yeah. Was, yeah. that was the thing to do that's not the thing to do anymore yeah and I think you get a lot of pushback like just watch you know from an outsider coming in you know just seeing a lot of pushback for American bands in America yeah of all places and I'm not saying this doesn't diminish the value of British bands I'm just saying on a scale scaled level mm-hmm. we're not going to be talking about American bands much about no. the air 60s and early 70s because there's no room for them hmm. and that's that's same that, point that, that, of that you, bring, though. Th- but that, up, but that brings up the argument other about CCR
2: than, well then other than like maybe San Francisco or like uh, Jimi Hendrix yeah. or like and even the Doors well the, the Doors kind of had a, had a European pro- approach but it was still a California band mostly
3: mm-hmm. California bands in that mm-hmm. time period but like other than Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix and let's say uh, Janis Joplin, who die, right? <laughs> All these British bands are longevity and stuff like that. It's just like, ugh, I love the Rolling Stones, but goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me about another American band like, <laughs> yeah, from the
2: '70s too. Yeah, that's tough. Like uh, that kind of broke through, like an Aerosmith, for example. Like you can't mm. think of too many.
3: Yeah, Aerosmith though, that they were a little bit heavier, which I liked. Yeah, compared like, to some of the other ones, they, was, were, they were up there with like the Who.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like a, the, if you took the Rolling
3: Stones and amped it up a little bit. Yeah, and they did. They uh, famous for covers too. Yeah, train kept rolling. Joe Perry doesn't play guitar on that. <laughs> <laughs> Teaming up with uh, NWA, uh, Run DMC. Run DMC. NWA was Anthrax. Was uh, no, public
2: Enemy. Public, who did NWA? NWA. I think NWA just did NWA and just kind of mm. and then
3: uh, and then Easy E got AIDS. Damn. <laughs> Didn't have time to do a collab. Yeah. That, that Fleetwood Mac NWA album never came nope. out. <laughs> Stevie
2: Nixon, he's e doing blow in the studio.
3: <laughs> She's like, You're right, E. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> right, bitch? <laughs> Yo, Nick, big motherfucker. Look at this polar bear looking bitch. Look yeah. <laughs> she got crystals and shit. Yeah, look at this big motherfucker.
4: <laughs> and on that note, we'll dig on into our Spotify playlist. I, I got, got that, new, that new Snoop Dogg Michael Jackson track. Sure. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
4: we'll figure out what the hell we've been listening to. Bitches. What you listening to, son?
1: I don't think you like it.
4: Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this?
1: I bought it at the mall.
4: What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> All right, Chris, what the hell have you been listening to? Bitches. <laughs> uh,
3: I've been listening to uh, Moonwalker. Dude, uh, Moonwalker that he rules. Me on to. I was listening to that uh, Devil. Yeah. And I started off with that, and it's got into like a little, a little go in on that whole thing yeah uh, that's a fun little short EP. Uh, i found another band uh the orion experience it's a nice little like b52s like psychedelic a little bit it's fun yeah it's a fun band um but now i went back and to some uh gunpowder gray a little bit of, some of their older stuff nice they always got some hard-hitting stuff that's great for speeding down the back roads oh yeah for real <laughs> and uh imperial state electric i went back to went back to some of their stuff great band great band Love uh, I mean, you were too. riding. I uh, was listening to Blondie. Yes. And uh, we were talking, to, uh, I was watching a thing about Blondie and uh, the guy that was playing drums for them had a fucking problem on live shows because they would do all these songs but when they came up to like Call Me, he was like exhausted by the mm-hmm. time he's done that fucking song because you had to be really tight on that fucking song and he's just like, can we just, he would beg for them to do that song first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? I
2: got a quick anecdote on Blondie. I was, talk- right. I was talking to a guy on uh, last night, a Uh, He was wearing... Blondie slash damn tour t-shirt from this current run they're doing. Oh, God, I wanted to see that show well, so bad. I asked him about that, and I was like, how was that show? And he goes, man, they just did a lot of stuff from Debbie Harry's latest record and really didn't do any classic Blondie. Well, see, I would
4: have been happy with that. I love that new Blondie record, like, a lot. Uh, a whole lot. But don't you
2: want to hear her sing, like,
4: the old stuff, too? But she probably can't do that anymore. No, she probably, she probably couldn't, but that new record is really fucking good.
2: I would have been disappointed. It's so good. And what's he, and what was even more disappointing? So, Right. Was that uh, some, uh? The guy said that uh, there were out of all of like the uh, say a ha- uh, few thousand folks that were there for the show. Maybe two hundred of them were there for that uh, for the damned, you know? Oh or like the wow! So they cleared kind of out there. by
4: the damned,
2: or like they were just there, you know? Like the dam was first. I think the dam was first, and then Blondie. But oh, like everybody wow. was kind of like indifferent about the dam, which I would have been more excited about to see them. Shit! So. All, the, all our favorite punk rockers are getting old and kind of like you know especially like that's another co-
3: well don't worry i heard old mgk is bringing that back god i heard that machine what is it machine gun aids gates what is it that? <laughs> <laughs> no look, that's
2: another debate we could get into on a future podcast american punk and british punk like uk punk from that time period too mm-hmm well it's either guys with bricks <laughs> No. Or uh, white supremacists. <laughs> no, no. American punk is uh, suburban kids. that are like, we don't need money. And then uh, UK punk is, we
3: don't have money. This is all we can do. <laughs> More UK punk's like, I joined the fucking military. <laughs> <laughs> they came back disillusioned. God save the queen. <laughs> yeah. I fought in the Falklands, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and all I got was this shitty bullet wound.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But no, my favorite uh, record I've been listening to lately is this uh, the new record from Butch Walker. It's just called Butch Walker as Glenn, and I guess it's supposed to be a loose concept record about a, just a performer in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, you know, lyrically I don't see much of a connection unless uh, unless you uh, this is the guy telling just you know some stories about love and you know uh, being a a man out of time and that yeah. kind of thing too. But there's some great fucking tracks on here, uh, you know. Leather Weather, Mister and Mrs. Uh, Mister and Misunderstandings, great. Roll away like a stone. has got like a Thin Lizzy vibe to it, and there's a lot of great guitar stuff on there. Uh, the guy, from Jason Isbell's band, plays uh, lead guitar on a lot of it. He's got some duets here and there, and if you're a you know a mix mastering geek. It's fun to listen to because Butch Walker—that's what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. When he's not recording his own stuff or uh, touring, he's you know he works he's worked with everybody from Tuck Smith to Taylor Swift.
3: Yeah, so. yeah. oh, you uh, posted in Discord. You were listening to uh, Duke Ellington. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening.
2: I listen to a lot of jazz lately too. Oh, yeah, you. like a lot of Duke Ellington, a lot of Sun Ra. I like putting on like John Coltrane and stuff like that if I'm changing guitar strings, just like just something calm and like if like you know Kate's out doing something. I guess I was kind of just. You know, tinker away, and I just put on some jazz, just to like, uh, you know, just some calm music while you I'm like working. Jazz?
4: I like jazz. I love
2: it now. It's like I'm, 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 I'm in that uh, that rock guy that's kind of getting into jazz now. Oh god, he just likes yeah. to sit back,
4: puff on that jazz cabbage, and <laughs> he's gonna start showing up with those tiny little circular rim black sunglasses, sipping on fucking hey man, lattes.
2: Hey man, you ought to check out this Duke Ellington John Coltrane <laughs> collab, man. I'm gonna put
3: on Metallica and then I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> You buy
4: a scarf, I'm kicking your ass,
3: <laughs> man, man. What you do? You put on Miles Davis down on the
2: corner. I've had that phone call. <laughs> That's a great thing about heading,
4: hanging out with Eddie Ford. He gives you like three or four cool records like daily to, hang, to oh, like yeah. check out. And uh, mine, I'll kind of throw out a few rapid fires. Uh, Starbenders put out a new track, uh, Blood Moon. That was pretty good. Um, and. I kind of fell back into a super suckers hole. Uh, I was listening to uh, "Get the Hell and Get It Together" a lot over the last few days. I
2: like those. Like, "Get the Hell" was so good too. The last few records, like in hindsight now, like there's good stuff on it
4: here and there. It's but de- it's not as revisitable. No. But Get the Hell was really solid. And see, I was falling back into that one. And and there's this new unknown band that no one's really heard of before called Augustus Falling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. They got me through all of my troubles in high school, man. man I, <laughs> I said that Self-Made Monsters was the coolest band nobody has heard of, but... <laughs>
3: August is
4: falling, is that band? <laughs> it's
3: like a sad band. <laughs> That's exactly what it, it is.
4: It's, it's a classic emo style band, and, mm. and if and if and anyone understands the uh, references, they'll understand why. But if not, hey, if you're a classic emo fan, just check out August is falling. Let us know what you think of that. Butch Walker uh, mixes. Yeah, it's actually of Butch Walker. Um, uh, mixed and uh, mastered the uh, the title track august is falling so it's actually got some uh, big wigs behind it so it's, it's a real deal thing and there's no machine gun kelly on it which no, is even better not at all <laughs> <laughs> but no this has been fun getting back into a something good for you thing we haven't done it in a minute we'll have to do one again coming up soon so we can do chris's game yeah bum, bum, dun, dun, halloween game for the spooky time of the season and
3: maybe if we finish The Sopranos on time, maybe a Sopranos trivia game. Ooh. You tell me. You tell me how many people Christopher killed. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> I gotta watch
3: the whole <laughs> thing again. <laughs> you gotta count them. Oh, well, he killed the, he killed the Ukrainian guy <laughs> yeah. with the coke and a pistol. <laughs> he fought what, the which, Russian. You,
1: which Ukrainian
3: guy? <laughs> <laughs> the first one. The first episode. Yeah. That's true. That's true, yeah. And yeah. there was like the Russian... You're gonna suck at this game. Yeah, this is gonna be terrible. So speaking, I don't have to be you and Quinn. And I'll just be the one Make it the questions. I've only watched it <laughs> twice, guys. <laughs> oh, game shows. Uh, did you see that Peyton manny has got a sports game show? No way. College Showdown. It's a trivia game against colleges. And I'm just like, did y'all really just take the collegiate, like, like the uh, math or whatever they have? You know, the, the, it's like physics kids versus mm-hmm. them. But it's a trivia pop game, kind of like they played in King of the Hill with Bob- Bobby. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a basically a pop culture, history, and math game. Hosted by Peyton Manning, with like this thick-headed fuck, with like stats.
2: Yeah, no, his big dumb waterhead.
3: Yeah, and his brother <laughs> waterhead. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like a, it's just a trivia game between colleges now. Okay. Yeah, so I saw Syracuse versus like Indiana State or something like that. that yeah, I watched. I watched. I watched BYU. These all white motherfuckers get trounced <laughs> by the fucking. Uh, Rainbow coalition of these motherfuckers get trounced on trivia. I'm just like, it was bad. It was like 165 to like six.
2: Damn. Like, <laughs> Tennessee beat the one, two, but it was against Akron. So, yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, thank you for getting us caught up and talking about shit that's coming up and promoting all the new shows and all the good shit coming up here on the Something
3: Good Network. Well, you caught me. I came back to my apartment that I haven't been into in like six days. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us don't live here anymore. We I just, know. This, <laughs> dude, just put your fucking shit here, dude. We don't fucking live here anymore. Just put your bad shit yeah, here. <laughs> this fucking, is like an
4: office now. Yeah, this is, this is the studio yeah. now. We'll, we'll get you some foam shit. We'll put it on the walls. And you can play your play Honestly your if it wasn't for the neighbors bitching. Fuck the
3: neighbors! Man, fuck this guy with <laughs> yeah, all his goddamn real. dogs, and these people aren't home during the day. <laughs> fuck em.
4: Uh, Put them! Put on the
3: second floor, make it real cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> blast them fucking windows out, <laughs>
4: bring the house down.
3: We play nothing but uh, "Fat Bottom Girls," which is all
4: crash. <laughs> <laughs> and on that cap do you have a fucking outro for us? Uh Tennessee wins sixty-three and uh three go vols. <laughs>
2: Can't be That's
3: that electric state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash something good network.